That's amazing. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. I am back. Uh, we were in Nashville last Sunday. It was amazing for Politicon. It was really, really interesting. A lot of stuff came out of there. And uh, yesterday I was up in Osnott, California, giving a speech. So it was amazing. Thank you all for having me. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? So, oh, good. All is well and amazing. <laughs> so, um, I want to talk to you about something, but I just think that the world is so interesting right now. It's full of millennials, right? And it's like another world is this. And the millennials are very talented, but the other half is missing. And so, this morning I was talking to Nick, my radio producer. Nick is 28. And Joel is 28. I mean, I mean, Nick is 25. Joel 28, and Dallon 28, and Esteban he's 23. And so, watching these people, I'm thinking, wow, these are young people, right? And I met a lot of millennials down in Nashville last week, and it's just they're just kind of out there. They know how to fix things, but they don't. Know, they don't have no sense. I mean, any sense. And I wonder, it's a whole different world out there now, right? And I'm like, wow, this is so it's interesting to watch millennials function. They're like computers. <laughs> They're just like their cell phones. And so I asked Nick this morning, how did he, uh, what was his finding Jesus moment? Because we were talking about that Kanye West guy. He has... Um, a Christian song out or something, right? And uh, James was telling me this morning that uh, over a thousand people came to Jesus under Kanye West church service yesterday or something. And so I asked Nick, what was his coming to Jesus moment? And what he said was mind-blowing. I never heard nothing like that before. Can you, do you mind sharing that? This is Nick, my producer. And so tell them what you told me uh, about your coming to Jesus moment. I didn't think it was that amazing. Um, so I'm he like going even, through life. He's so out there, he didn't know it was a big deal for <laughs> me. I'm just going through life thinking like everybody else. I used to like, I didn't really believe in God or I was actually kind of sure he wasn't real. You were sure God was real? I was kind of sure. And, and he's really, from Canada. No yeah. wonder, huh? I grew up in, yeah. <laughs> there is man. no God in Canada. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> And so I was going along with it, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking what's moral and what's right is what makes, what brings you pleasure, what makes you feel good. So I'm just kind of living like that. And then I see Trump, I see Trump run, right? And I'm like, I kind of start taking on everyone else's opinion about, oh, he's a real, real, like reality show guy. Why is he going to be president? But I saw the immense amount of hate, and it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make, like, logical sense that there was this much hate, and it made me look into it. I guess, long story short, uh, that amount of hate made me believe in Satan. It made me believe that evil was real. And when I believed that evil was real, I was like, then there has to be a God. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's kind of So Trump made... Uh, Pretty much. First, first, first it was a little more gradual. It was a little more gradual. Like, first, first I saw Trump run, and, and then I kind of looked into it, why he was being hated so much, and I was like, oh, dang, I'm a conservative. <laughs> and that, that blew my mind for a little bit. <laughs> And then after seeing the hate and believing in evil, I was like, oh, there's a God. And that blew my mind. And that's something Trump made him find God. <laughs> and then in I Canada. found your videos. <laughs> yeah. All the way in Canada was yeah. Satan's territory. <laughs> yeah. 
And, be, and before that, you said you got your value from science and logic? Pretty much, kind of like my own head. And I kind of thought like everybody else, like what's pleasurable and what makes you feel good and what brings you happiness is what's morally correct. You know what That's I mean? amazing to me. Well, a lot of academics feel like that. Yeah, most people who don't believe in God think like that, actually. What makes you feel good and bring pleasure. So you must really love pot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Allegedly. Did you smoke pot? In Canada, yeah. Oh, so that's in not Canada. true. In Canada. And so you got your value from what made you feel good. So when you were not feeling good, did you think you were not valuable or there was no values? You could say that. It's like, yeah, whatever, whatever brought you emotional distress, whatever didn't bring you more money, more wealth, more feel goods was not right. You know what I mean? And I think most people who don't believe God, most people who are academic, most people who think that way, you know, believe what I believe. Anybody else thought that way too or think that way? You, you think that way? Like, like, uh, like logically and kind of academically. Right. Yeah, I, I think most – I mean, we talk about it all the time. I think most men are, like, predisposed to think that way. Like, we don't, we don't get to – yeah, well, for me personally, yeah, I've, I always kind of went into things like with the calculated, logical, you know, it's either it's either A or B type of thinking. And so what made you feel good? You thought that was morally right? It depends. It depends whatever was making me feel good. I mean, I, I, I'm learning now, like, it's it doesn't matter what makes you feel good. Um, it's... That, that's kind of been my struggles. That emotions, they, they kind of, they cloud your thinking. That's the thing. Even if it feels good, it still clouds your thinking. Um, and that's how you kind of lead, go down like a, a wrong path. So I, for me personally, when I, when I have a clearer head, like an, an unemotional head, I'm better off. Yeah. So. I'm glad I'm black and slow. <laughs> I would hate to be in that condition. Yeah. That's like a horrible way to live, right? Yeah. Wow, and so are you better now? I'm I'm on the path to getting you overcoming it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. a year ago, I would have been like, you know, I know a couple church services ago we talked about suicide. Like that would have messed me up because I knew someone close to me that you were about to commit suicide. No, I wasn't. My oh. friend. A friend oh, you of mine knew did. someone. That... Yeah, and I remember um, I would go to like. You know, they all, all like the professionals were like, oh, you got to go to this grief counselor. And they, they're hacks, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They, they don't. They don't. And that's, that's kind of, I think that's sort of like, and that, this is before I found out about you. That's where I was starting to get that thought in the back of my head. Like, maybe this isn't these intellectuals, these therapists, these so called, you know, PhDs, people. I don't think they, they go about it thinking, like, oh, we have the answers to like all of our problems. They really don't. Yeah, in fact, they, they, don't. They, they find a way to mess things up even more, I'm realizing. They do, and they make you worse, and yeah. then they give you some pills to die you down. Really? And, and now you can't function. And no, they, I, the ironic <laughs> thing was, at least from my experience, my friend, uh, they put her on like all these crazy antidepressants, and I'm convinced that was kind of what did it for her. Yeah. And then here they are saying, yo, you should, you should try these out. I'm like, this very same thing <laughs> that took my friend, you want to get me on them now? I'm That's like, right. It's, it's a weird... Yeah, I, so I don't did, know how he did got your to this friend, point. Uh, die? Yeah, she she took her life. She took her life. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I was um, counseling with a young man who was locked away. Well, not locked up, but he's in a 
kind of a religious facility right now. And he uh, he get counseling from this therapist person. And he said that, so like, I was talking to him about what was happening with him, and he told me what he had gone through, and I told him, you know, no big deal, just stop being mad about it, you'll be fine. And I said, just forget it, don't ever talk about it anymore, be done with it. He's like, oh, thank you. He's like 15 years old, right? He said that every time you go to counseling, they make him relive that over and over and over again, and they make him cry, and he just he just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. He's done with it. It's over. And he was so glad that I said, forget about it. Move on. And so apparently they are making money off you guys by making you relive it over and over and over again. But you're supposed to be done with this stuff and move on. But they like to see you cry. I was... Um, I met this... I met this woman who told me that she is that we were at somewhere, somewhere. I don't, I don't want to say we, we were somewhere, way somewhere. And we were just having dinner. And she said, they introduced, she had never heard of me, so somebody introduced her to me. And she said, oh, that's good you're rebuilding a man because they really need it. They're so weak. The man is so emotional, I just don't. And she's a psychologist or something like that. And I counsel with them. They're so emotional. They're so weak. I just don't know what's wrong with them. And I said, well, they're just like their mama. She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, their mama screwed them up. So you become like what you hate. And she said, really? I said, yeah. And I said to her, long story short, I said, look at you. You're just like your mama. She's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I said, I should see that you're insecure, you're weak, you're emotional, you have doubt. You're not a free woman. And I can tell that your mother wouldn't let you be yourself. She tried to live through you. Now you can never live up to it. The woman started crying at the table. I was like, what are you crying for? She's like, you see me? (laughs) How do you know that about me? Can Can you see that in me? I'm like, yeah, I see it really well. And she started boohooing. I'm like, why are you crying? Don't cry at the table. <laughs> but it's, it's, they don't know what they're doing. They just have degrees, but they have no idea about real life. They're smart when it comes to computers, but living right, they don't know it. And it's so interesting to see that in this world today. It's like another whole world is existing, and God is not part of that world. It's so amazing to see a world where there's no God. It's like just crazy people running around. Everybody emotional on drugs, they are antidepressant and all that kind of stuff. And so what made me think, another thing that brought, that caused me to ask Nick, uh, talk to Nick and those other guys this morning, is that there's this black guy who worked for a company called, um, what is it? Turning Point. Who said that? Oh, Turning Point. (laughs) And I saw this guy on Tucker show one day. I just happened to have it on, and he was interviewing the guy. The guy sounded very conservative about issues, right? And um, oh, one of the politicians said that if he become president, he's going to take away the uh, nonprofit status for churches, and that because if you don't marry uh, those people, the same folks, you can't have a nonprofit status. And so this black guy was talking to Tucker about that and other issues. And out of nowhere, he said, I'm a homosexual. I'm like, you are? I haven't seen him before. I didn't know he was homosexual. It never crossed my mind he was, right? 
And then he said he had a husband. He said, I have a husband. I'm like, black people don't say they have a husband. Not black men on TV, right? I was stunned this man said he had a husband. I never heard a black man say he had a husband. It was shocking that he had a husband. And Tucker looked like his eyebrows. He, he didn't respond, right? And, and the guy said that he had a husband. So he's not for this politician taking away the right not to marry gay people, but because he has a husband and he's not for it. Then he said he'd been in the military. And I'm wondering, did your husband go too? Do they let husbands go to the military with husbands? And so I'm thinking, this is so crazy. He's going to be put out of the black world. I never heard, have anybody ever heard a black man say he had a husband? Right? I never heard that before. And then he said he was a conservative, right? And so I tweeted out there, you can't be a conservative. You can't be a Christian. He said no such thing as gay Christian and gay conservative. Right. No such thing as a gay Christian and a gay conservative, right? And all hell broke loose. It, it really did. And so I'm thinking, now the millennials, they don't know that you can't, conservatism is anti-homosexual. They don't hate them, but they don't accept it as a norm. You know what I'm saying? That's why I became a Republican, because I used to be a Democrat. I'm not pushing the party. You make your own mind up. But I used to be a Democrat. When I moved to California, I started hating white people. And we hate white people, you have to be a Democrat. <laughs> and so I was a Democrat because I hated white people. And, and when I was a Democrat, I didn't care about anything. Once I became a Democrat, all my little values went out the window. Anything goes, you can have abortion, you can do whatever you want. And... Um, but then when God changed my heart, took away the anger and gave me perfect peace and my values changed, right? So I read both parties. I went and looked at because there was only one other Republican that I ever heard of and she was a singer. She died now, I think she did. Mahela Jackson or somebody like that. And everybody hated her because she was a Republican and she was black. We thought she was a sellout. So I read the platform and the platform on the Democratic side go against God. They for abortion, they for everything that's wrong, right? And then I read the, Demo the Republican platform, it was about God, family, constitution, freedom and stuff. And so I went back and I, I asked God, I said, you know what? God, I have one more favor, right? He's like, well, what is it? I said that I was a Democrat, you forgave me. I mean, I was uh, full of hate, you forgave me. Now I'm free, I can see can you forgive me for being a Democrat? And God, like, yeah, I forgive you. I haven't asked for anything since then. So he forgave me, and I became a Republican because of the platform, right? It, was, it, it coincided with my values now. But now the millennials, not all, but they think that they could be a Republican conservative and yet be a, a homosexual or something. And that's crazy to me. And they think that you're not supposed to say anything about it because they are supporting the Republican Party, right? So it's like somebody give you a free gift, and now you can't speak up. You know what I'm saying? It's because they gave you something, now you're subject to them. And, but I said, you can't be, there's no such thing as it. What did I say? Uh, gay, Christian and gay conservative. Anybody disagree with that? 
And even that woman, Tammy Bruce, came out and said something about it. And she's supposed to be a lesbian. I've debated Tammy before when she was a Democrat. But I realized those values don't go, and the Republicans are allowing it to happen because they want the older Republicans, because they want the votes. They don't care about your soul. They want the votes. They'll let anybody in that will vote Republican. And they don't care about your values. They, at one time, they did. They rejected, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but they don't anymore. They'll let the illegal aliens come in, anybody. But your soul is more important. And I don't care that these people are homosexuals or whatever they are. Just don't flaunt it as a norm. That's what they're doing in the Democratic Party, right? They're trying to make an abnorm be a norm. So my concern is that you could be whatever you want, but you, it's supposed to be embarrassing, so you kind of hide it. <laughs> you don't go out flooding it, right? Talking about my husband and all that. And so I'm sure a lot of them Republicans have issues. They have sin issues as well, but it's not flooding You know, you're just a conservative with your issues trying to overcome. But now the Republicans are accepting it as though it's a norm. And I'm thinking, your soul is more important than voting a Republican Party. You know, you know, because if you notice, everyone, these people who are not born again of God, they may have degrees, they may be politicians, they're unhappy, they don't have peace. They're not getting along with their families, they are insecure, they have doubt, they are weak. Because if you don't believe in God, if you're not born again, you can have all the money and friendships, and it's all fake. And that stuff is here today and gone tomorrow. And while you're uh, pretending you're so smart, they're feeding you pills and telling you you can smoke pot and you can do this and that. But you got to have the whole thing by being born again, and then you can be a conservative, whatever you want. But you want your soul to be at peace because you are a spirit. You're not this physical person. And they are mad because I'm saying that you can't be that. You can't be a conservative and be a Christian, too, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of millennials are, are mad about that. It's so weird. It's so weird to me, really. But it's interesting. All right? Any questions on anything? Yes, sir. So I don't have a question, but I have a comment. Because yeah. I've been thinking about this the entire week because of that event at Ohio State. And it's, it's so weird because not only Turning Point, but then all these other conservatives, like the people who are on the Gateway Pundit, all this stuff. Yeah. They're calling people who asked how that's conservative, they're calling them homophobic. Then they talk about demographics, which is something you talk about, and then they called them racist. Yeah, and then amazing. they ask, I mean, a few of them were trolls, but one of them is like a... A normal old question about Israel, and they're already anti-Semitic. And yeah. it's like their entire platform is supposed to be pro-First Amendment and look at the liberals doing all this. But what yeah. I notice is that anyone who is angry and that anger separates you from God, I don't care if you're conservative, Republican, pro-Israel, or anti-Israel. If you have that anger, you're going to get mad at the person that disagrees with you. And yeah. you're going to try to shut them down because your nature is so weak. You can't hear disagreement. I was speaking at this church yesterday, and this um, black guy was there. There were other black people there, but this older black man was there. 
And when I started speaking, he got mad at what I was saying because I was saying no such thing as racism, sexism, or no ism. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. And along the way, I said there's no, I said the worst thing that ever happened to black people was the civil rights movement. It should have never happened. And the host of the event told me that the guy jumped up and ran out of the church. He was so mad. He was like mad at me for saying that. And, and, um, and she ran down the street and asked him to come back. You know, come back. You can talk to him one-on-one later. Come back. And so I would have let the guy go, really. <laughs> Ain't no way in. I ran down the street at nobody. Um, I used to run down the street and bring my boo back. Because <laughs> I was a beta male. <laughs> Anybody ever ran after your boo? <laughs> You're not going to say, huh? You, know, you ran after your boo yet? I jogged. It's different. <laughs> you ran after your boo? Multiple times. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and so during the break time, the guy asked me, the black guy came and talked to me about what I had said. And I, he asked me, why are you saying that the civil rights movement, it was bad? I said, because it was. Black people have not returned. They, they don't have their mindset anymore. They're not free anymore. They're blaming. And I said that the, the uh, so-called civil rights leaders, what they did was they set themselves up as leader of the people. And now you have these people voting for them over and over. It wasn't like that before the civil rights movement. People were free thinkers, right? And you had a right to disagree and a Agree. We didn't have the same fight that they were trying to shut you down to prevent you from uh, speaking. But that is happening now. And that's why you have to speak anyway. You have a right to be wrong and you have a right to be right. I was telling them, the guys this morning, that when I was a, even when I was a kid, I always spoke up. I have never let no one take my, even in my beta days, I would still speak up if it was wrong. Or if I thought something right or whatever, right? And I remember, remember my aunt, one of my aunt was wrong about something. And I was a little kid and she said something that was wrong. I did something. I told her she was wrong for that. She's like, you need to shut up. Your mouth going to get you in trouble one day. Because I, I, I will not let the one take my freedom of speech away. Really, I just won't. I'll go to jail before I do that. Because if you, know, if you can't express how you feel or what you believe, you have nothing left. It's like giving up your guns. You have nothing, no way of defending yourself. And who are you to tell me what I can and cannot say when you're saying and doing whatever you want? And I can't say no to that. That doesn't make sense to me. And a lot of people are afraid and they are giving into it. And I know that they are afraid because they're afraid of losing something, right? Losing a job or losing this or losing that. That's why you shouldn't let anybody or anything be that important to you that you can't speak up. You're afraid of losing it. It will control you. So you got to, but the only way you're going to become that way, you must be born again. Because when you are born again, overcome that anger. Oh, and by the way, I told that woman that she let, she told me that she had, well, she told me something else. And then she said she loved her kids or something like that. And I said, no, you don't love your kid. Women don't have love. She's like, what? <laughs> the psychologist. I said, they don't have love. Women receive love. And she was a Christian woman, and so she couldn't fight it. 
She like, oh, okay, I understand that. Isn't that amazing? But you got to do what you want, but you must be born again, overcome the mother's nature, return to the father, and then you would never know fear again. You would never know it. It would, he would take it away from you, and no matter what the threats you get in around you, it would never occur to you to be afraid to speak up. Really, it would be like, what do you mean? I can't say that. You would never, in marriages and family, whatever the situation may be, you would never be afraid to speak up. But you got to overcome that fallen state. You must forgive. All right, that makes sense. All right, let me just finish here, Dalanjate. Go ahead. Uh, Are you afraid to speak up? No, and actually. I'm glad he said that. That was the thing that I kind of came to last night. Is like, well, the only real way to actually stop something like this, that's just because these people are like the leaders of conservatism. The only real way to stop it is to speak up yeah, and say the truth and let the chips fall as they may because everyone can see it. Yes. It's, it's so clear and obvious. Mm-hmm. And... I noticed that, just to add to that, I noticed that on TV, regular TV now, you don't even hear debates about homosexuality. They won't have you on if you disagree with them. And I noticed that the hosts of these shows are not mentioned in it at all. And some of them claim to be Christians. I know some of them. They say they're Christian. They've been born again. And yet, they won't have you on anymore. Or they won't debate homosexuality as being wrong. Or if you were on, they'll just stop the segment and go to commercial. <laughs> yeah. They'll talk about white supremacists on those shows. They'll talk about everything but homosexuality. It's like everybody in that world have accepted it as a norm. And that's not good for us. It's not good for a nation to accept wrongdoing as a right. Because even in your personal life, if you accept yourself as being wrong as a right, you're going to catch hell in life. You've got to see that you're wrong. As Nick did when he, started, he saw how these people were attacking one man, right? And he questioned it. Well, how come they're attacking him? Something must be wrong. And in that moment, he realized that evil existed. And from realizing that evil existed, he realized that God existed. You've got to question things. Don't let anybody tell you you can't question things. Really, don't let them tell you that. You, ha- you have a right. You even have a right to ask God for things. You know, like if, I used to question God all the time when I didn't know him, right? I'm like, okay, if there's a God, let it rain right there. And he would let it rain. I didn't know you were supposed to question him. You know, how would you know if you don't ask the question? How would you wake up if, if, if you don't ask yourself, am I right here or am I wrong? You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, man, go ahead. Oh, I think I'm, I'm pretty much done. Okay, this is your yeah. first time here? No, I think this is fourth. Oh, okay. How's life going for you now? It's going great. Um, I actually kind of woke up similar to Nick. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was, I was a mess. <laughs> and uh, Trump got elected, and I, I saw that they were spying on him, and the media was rooting for it. Yeah. I was like, that's supposed to be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I started looking into more things and more things, and eventually it led me to more and more conservative outlook and then needed to rely on God more. Yes. Actually, I had one more thing I was thinking of during the week because last week I thought of going to a different church because you weren't uh, in session. And the church I was going to, I looked it up on YouTube, and it was like the first 30 minutes are all music with, like, drums and guitar and somebody, like, laying on the floor singing. It was like, wow. (laughs) 
I can't go there. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah. the one thing I want to come out of this talk right here is that you got to start questioning things. Don't just accept the okie doke. Don't. If a doctor offers you medicine, saying that you're depressed, ask the doctor, "Why are you giving me this? What is? What are the consequences of taking this stuff? What would happen if I do? How long would I, I know? I know uh, a couple of family members of mine have. Uh, they have to do that dialysis thing, and they just took the medicine. The reason they have to do it, they were taking medicine day in, day out for years, and now their is it liver or kidney or whatever is gone. And they didn't question the doctor. They just took it because the doctor said it, and now they, it just created another problem. You have a right to ask questions. You really do. And if they don't want to answer your question, then you know something is wrong. If the preacher don't want to answer your question, you know something's wrong. It's time to head up, move on. All right? You've got to take back your liar. This is crazy. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and if they don't want you to ask questions, that's the first sign something's wrong. Yes. And no matter what it is, you, you're allowed, like, you could ask God if he's real and he doesn't get mad. That's right, And he'll right, show man. you it's true. Very so you could ask point. anything else. Yeah. Because once you start questioning things, then you start to see what's real. Even with yourself, get to know yourself, question yourself, and then you start to wake up. That's what gets you going. But if you just accept no disagreement, no nothing, you... You're going to end up in a hole somewhere. You really are. And then you'll be dead. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Let me take Dallon here and then here and here. Okay. Uh, you were saying how these people, a sign of anger is that they try to shut down anyone they disagree with. But they say socialism and leftism is the most dangerous ideology, but they have no problem debating a far-left socialist like Kyle Kalinske. They debate these liberals all the time. They encourage them to come to the front of the line and, and debate with these social justice warriors. So why don't they shut them down? Right. I don't understand that language. Well, interpret for me, James. Uh, See, I do you don't mind understand if I interpret? I'm sorry? Do you mind if I interpret? No, go ahead. So they got these liberals who they've already beaten in a debate a million times. So they let these liberals come up to the front because this they already know do? what they'll say. The conservatives let the yeah, liberals come yeah, up. Yeah, okay. they say come up to the front. And okay. it's like you already know what the liberal is going to say because they've said it for the past 20 years. You already know how to win. Right. And then somebody comes who's more conservative and they act like you're a racist or a Nazi or a, a whatever. They, they do the exact same things that the socialists do to them. Yeah. But um, I, this is in a big way, but in, in your personal life, the same thing ha is happening. If you notice, if, you have, if you're married, men and women who are married, if one disagrees with the other, the first thing they do is call you names. Oh, you don't love me. The man and other woman would do it, right? Because that's what happens when you have anger in your heart. You're trying to control. And so the first thing you're going to do, that's why you have to overcome that so you don't, they can't build you up and let you down. You know, uh, you, you just stick with what is right because you know it's right. Because in your personal life, when people can't control you, they'll call you names. Or they'll do something nice. You know how men do with the women? If the women say, you're sleeping on the couch, no sex. Um... They're like, come on, honey. She's like, no. They'll go out and buy her a gift because she's mad. And so they'll take her to dinner and spend all their money. And then the wife's like, oh, yeah, you love me. Come on, we'll have sex. 
<laughs> that's control. But when you overcome that fallen state, you cannot be controlled because your nature is of God and no one or nothing on earth can control you. So that way you're in it, but not of it. You know what I'm saying? You can be in it, and it's so amazing. It's so amazing to live in this world and not be attached to it. It really is so much fun. It's so much freedom. And not be attached to it. You can be in the world, but not attached to the world. All right? Um, let me do this first. Let me take here, 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 there, and over to you, all right? I appreciate your question. Oh, comments. Yes. So, I, I, you know, I'm old enough to remember when, uh, you know, blacks got the, the big rights. They had all the rights. Yes. And then the, the women got all the rights. And then the homosexuals have all the rights. And now these other uh, alphabet soups have all the rights. Yeah. Well, you can't even talk about them. You're afraid to say anything. So this happened. Uh, but see, I don't even like that language that said you can't talk about them, right? You can talk. Even if someone don't let you on the show or... Uh, you got your own world. You have people around you. You know, when I first started Bond, I didn't, I didn't know this was going to come about. My world was there, the people around me. One thing led to another. So you, you know somebody. Your, your world is your TV show or your radio show, your environment. So, so what happened? There's so ain't no such thing as you can't. Well, right? this, this is happening now. So uh, this happened in England. There's this doctor who, uh, he happens to be a Christian, had a patient come in and say, uh, I want to be identified as this pronoun, you know, whatever this, yeah. these acronyms. And so the doctor said, no, uh, I'm a Christian. Uh, I believe in, you know, uh, male, female, uh, the Bible stuff. They fired him. They fired him because he believed that. And, would not and so that's, see, that's a good thing. Let's say they fired. Now, I'm not telling you guys, go to work tomorrow, ring your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and lose your job, right? And Dallon, don't come up in my office tomorrow morning trying to be smart with your mouth. <laughs> You're going to get fired. But, but there's a time and place for everything. But when you wake up, you'll see the time and place. It'll be clear when to and when not to, all right? So don't go to work tomorrow and get fired. But when that doctor got fired, that's just an opportunity for him to do his own thing or to go to some. It's not a negative. Really, it's not a negative. It's just an opportunity. Maybe he's pushing you to do something yourself that you wouldn't ordinarily do because you're comfort. You're so comfortable with the job that you have. So it's okay to get fired. Well, don't go and run your mouth and get fired tomorrow. But there's nothing wrong with that. Don't, be, don't let anything control you that you can't be yourself, that you can't agree and disagree. Now is a time for, I'm trying to understand his hair. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> I guess he's not doing the silent prayer anymore. <laughs> but uh, this is a perfect time. This is an amazing time. To start growing up, to start speaking up, to start standing against evil, because evil is trying to take over the world and destroy your soul, right? What a, an amazing time to stand against it. I've never seen it like this before, because when I was growing up, the Christians controlled the world, right? Oh, the United States for the most part. Now the children of the lie controlling everything for the most part. So it's a perfect time to grow in life by standing up and speaking up. Don't love anything or anybody so much that you can't speak up when they're wrong. 
Really, nothing. And there's nothing on earth that's that important. And God loves you, and he's going to take care of you. You know, they take your job, you get another one. You start your own business. Because I've always had the attitude, if they can do it, I can do it. Why? And, and the blacks think that they can't start a business, right? Why not? If the white man can do it, I can do it. You know, I'm not going to complain. And if the white man doesn't want to give me money to start a business, I'll save my food stamps and sell them. <laughs> you know, I'll sell my food stamps to the bombs on the street. They'll wings out. It really is. It's so amazing. Anyway, yes, sir, right here. Okay, I got to say a couple of things before I ask my question. Yes. So it makes sense. Um, so about the what these guys were saying about the questioning and, and things like that, um, I question a lot of people wherever I go. I'm trained in art of logic and rhetoric, so I do debate the gospel. But certain places I go, um, I've been pulled down by police officers. Uh, I was with, um, uh, what's the guy's name, Ray Comfort over in Huntington Beach. Yeah. I got sat down by a cop there. Uh, they told you to go sit down? Yeah, he grabbed me by my shirt. It's, it's all on camera and everything. Right. And he, he told me to sit down. That was um, so much fun, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I beat him in the debate, and I knew my, my constitutional rights, but yeah. Yeah. there's a, it's going to lead up to my question. So there was that. Um, I went to another church. I, I, I spoke out there. I got kicked out of there. They, tried, they called the police on me. Were you um, out of order, or were they allowing questions and answers? Um, that time was uh, more yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They go, uh, yeah. That, that time they were out of yeah. order. But but today after this, there is a questionnaire thing, and I already know I'm going to get kicked out. Uh, they're 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 bringing in four new pastors to take over this place because I think the people aren't tithing and giving. So I don't think the main pastor is making any money. So he's just giving up. I think, and they're, they're four candidates, and I and I. Already, Cold read all of them. They, they're just there for money. So I want to kind of question them to expose, but I already know they're going to kick me out. So my question is, is in a debate, I know how to win one-on-one right. because I've, I know how to discover a secret and, and debate the cause. But when they revert to authority, like where is – and they have the stronger hand. They take the upper hand based upon authority by the uh, – this, this is my property. Right. And now you've got to go to public, and then it reverts to – well. Where does your rights begin, begin and end? So I'm trying to figure out at what point can you use your rights to speak up to try to show someone's hand and to discover their foundation? And, and, and you know, in what time are you, you know, out of order and they can arrest you? Because I have a, I'm coming into a season where I have a feeling I'm probably going to go to jail a lot for what I'm doing. So I'm trying to stay out of going to jail. Right. <laughs> so I'm, well, I'm trying to figure out what that boundary out. is. Are you white? Yeah, yeah, but right You're now you're in jail for life, buddy. Yeah, they, yeah right. And white people cannot get out of jail nowadays. Yeah, it's it's bad. It, well, I, I so I, listen. Yeah. What I the way I do, don't plan it. Don't plan what you're going to say. Don't don't have an expectation how it's going to go. Always, children of God has an attitude of wait and see. Yeah. Don't in your head. Don't be saying that I'm going to this event. I'm going to stir up trouble. I know no, they're going to me. I do that. Just wait and see. You don't have any idea what you're going to do and what whole, you're going to say. My whole point is to make a conversion. You can feel it in the atmosphere when it happens. When someone discovers they're, what they're doing is wrong and they make that heart change, you can feel it in the air. That's my whole motive and, 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 and agenda. But most of the time... A conversion, you say? Conversion. Where the, what does that mean? For me, it's when they hear and see more truth and they walk more in that light. But they you can't be out of order with that truth, though. 
So if the cop, if you at someone's church and or whatever event, and you're carrying on like that, you know, speaking up, and the cop come over and say, "Hey, you need to stop," and the people that own the place say, "You need to stop. You need to stop." Don't force it. Well, we, in Huntington Beach, we were allowed to be there. It was a. Uh, uh, but you still have to. You should speak up for sure. But you have to have some sense too. You know, if they don't want you to, they don't want to hear. Then you'd be done with it. Okay. So it, it comes down to when they. That's the thing. Like, when does it stop? Like, let's say you're civil and everything, and you're debating. And you're asking more questions, and they just get triggered, and they're just so pissed off. They just want to, like, you need to get out of here. Right. Like, at, at what point is it now they're oppressing you, and, and what point, you know, I mean, do you, they, the tides turn. You know what I mean? Like, what point but do you have you, to leave? If, you, uh, if you've been born again of God, yeah. then you're never being oppressed, or they'll never interfere with your whatever, right? Because if you're speaking the truth as it's given to you, that's all that needs to be out there. Maybe you don't need to have opportunity to say a lot of words right. or speak a lot of words. You speak from the heart. Somebody's going to hear, but then another opportunity is coming up for you. Okay. It's not up to you. It's up to God. And so there, I've been, I remember one time I spoke at a, up in Sacramento uh, about some kind of bill that they were trying to pass. And uh, Max, uh, not Maxine, but Diane Watson, she was the black congresswoman that was there. And I went up to speak. And I made it clear that I, I don't like these people. I don't agree with anything that they And I said, especially Diane Watson. <laughs> right? And she just started screaming and yelling. She's like, cut his mic. Cut his mic. Right. So I heard her up and said what I needed to say. So when they cut my mic, I was ready to leave. It doesn't take but a word, one word to change the world, really. Okay, good. That's, so, that's yeah, what so, I needed to hear because that's pretty much was my plan, yeah. everything you're saying. But I just needed to hear it from someone that's more experienced. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just... Make sure you've been led by what is right and not by your ego. Right. And I'm telling you, man, it'll just work out well every time. Yeah. And when the children of lie try to shut you down, you'll still be fine. I've been thrown out of so many places, it's not even <laughs> funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was able to say what I needed to say, and when they tried to throw me out, I was done. You know, okay, bye. Yeah. So just have that kind of attitude. Yeah, I definitely escape every time. God delivers <clears throat> me from every situation, but I have a feeling I'm going to... Uh, a more extreme, a higher level of it, and I'm getting kind of more nervous because the atmospheres, the, the the times in California are getting a little darker as far as standing up and saying something that's right. Yeah, but and don't have a plan. Yeah, have a wait and see attitude, okay. and you will always be protected. Okay. All right. Yep. Just don't let Satan give you a plan in your head. What's going to happen? What what to say? What to do? And all that. Okay. Just have a wait and see attitude about everything, okay. and it's much is easier that way. Okay. That way you don't have fear about what's going to happen or anything. All right. All right? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay. I, went, I spoke downtown in a, in a city council meeting or something like that. And the liberals got so mad at me for what I was saying, they cut my mic off. Right? And they told the cop to throw me out. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. And, and a daddy, not daddy, but well, one of those black city council men said something to me. And I just yelled out, he threatened me. <laughs> and so what I did, the cops came to carry me out, two of them, right? So I just let myself drop. <laughs> I just let myself drop. And they had to drag me out. And while they were dragging me out, I was yelling. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that was going to happen, but it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so those moments will happen on their own because God is with you. Yeah, yeah. But you cannot have an agenda yourself.
Right. You know, I feel when God's with me. I, yeah. The 100% every single time he has been, and yeah. it's all worked out. But I'm turning into new unknown territory. And so I'm just hoping it's going to continue to work out the same way it's been. But It will, just one day at a time. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't let Satan put anything in your head about it. Okay. If God is with you, all is well. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Good, man. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. All right. Uh, let me take over here. Oh, and oh, let me take here first and then over there, don't we? Yes, sir. All right. So you talk about the silent prayer, you know, yeah. to uh, let your thoughts go away and, you know, uh, just be still. Yes. But you also, uh, I hear you talk about, you know, you, you talk to God and ask him for signs and, and stuff like that. Do you do that through prayer or do you, you speak well, out loud? I don't do that anymore now. Yeah. I did it when I was a kid growing up because I was hearing so much about God. And they were saying how real he was and that you're supposed to be happy. And if you believe in God, once you become a Christian, all your sins should go away and all that kind of stuff. And so I'll be just a kid. I'll be walking down the road. I'll be like, you know, I will ask him things then. But now that I can see, I've not asked anything. Okay. But I, I couldn't see then. So that's why I was asking questions. All right. But there's nothing wrong with asking him. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Don't hold back from asking. Really. Uh, yes, sir. And then James. Okay. Yeah. Is it working? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, the pink elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, and uh, Nick, Nicholas Fuentes and E. Michael Jones, he, who's a Catholic that's been shunned by most uh, sellout Catholics, uh, are bringing it up, and everybody's afraid to say it, which is, uh, the Bible says it in First Thessalonians 2, verse 14 and 15, the Jews killed Christ and are contrary, enemies to all men. And when, when Jesus Christ was a, a, a Hebrew Jew, and uh, he, he, he wasn't talking about the, the race, he was talking about the religion of the Pharisees. Now, Jew used to mean one thing in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it means that we don't need Christ. We, we, we reject Christ, and we killed Christ, and we're still proud of it, and we'll still continue to be in this religion. It's a choice. They can choose not to be Jew. It's not, it's not a race. Pardon me? Are you Jewish? Right. But religion, if, you're not a, if you think you're Jew and, and, and you're not religious, then you're not a Jew. You're a Christian if, or you're secular. But Jew is not a race. You know, Semitic is a race. Why but are you Jew is not a race. This? Pardon me? Why are you telling right. me this? I'm telling you this because it, these are the people. Are they, I mean, the Christians and the Jews, and they, there are Jews who believe in Jesus and there are those who don't. But that's, that fight been going on forever. Right, right, right. So, but, but these are the people. Like, and you cont- have a right, as long as you don't be angry, you have a right to agree and disagree with the Jews or anyone. Just don't be angry. That way God got your back. Right, but, but, but the thing is. The thing about who, there are even black people say they are the first Jews. And they wear those right, like they, Okay, let, let's assume, let's, they think Jew is a race, but Jew is not a race because look. when, when uh, That's not even important to me. Well, the Bible, it's important to the Bible in the New Testament. Jesus Christ said, everybody's afraid of the Jews. It says, for fear of the Jews, they won't, they, everybody denies Christ. It's, it says in the Bible, look it up. But why are you telling me now? Because, because now we have a new way out. The, the, the New Testament uh, changed that so you can just That is the New Testament. Right. And for fear of the Jews, people are afraid to speak about Christ. And that's why these conservatives, these fake conservatives, are bringing the fake Christ. And then when Nicholas Fuentes wants to go to this um, and, and bring the, the real Fuentes? Christ, they kick him out. Oh, who is Nicholas Pointes? Uh, they're asking, they're Eastern European that huh? converted to Judaism. 
Who is he, James? I'm sorry? Nick Fuentes is that Catholic kid that you met. It's his followers that were confronting those guys at TPUSA. Oh, and yeah. so what are they afraid of? Who, who's they afraid? won't have him because he doesn't believe in Jesus. Is Nicholas a Jew? No, Nicholas no, is a Catholic, and he wants and, to bring the true Christ to these fake um, Republicans that want to bring uh, transvestites, and they say, oh, we're Christian and we, and we support transvestites. Instead of helping them through it, as a, a loving Christian would help uh, the homosexuals through their homosexuality, and they'd be accepted in that way. No, they want to come and promote uh, transvestites and, and Christian, uh, Christian well, they type. They won't let Nicholas come and promote Jesus. And he right. wants a true oh, okay. Jesus, and he wants to kick them out, but they won't let him in because they have all the money from who? From these people that call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're actually the synagogue of Satan, and the, and the, and, and the Bible is clear on that. Oh, they are okay. the synagogue of Satan, and Amazing. everybody's afraid to say it. E. Michael Joseph isn't, and they took off his, uh, they took off his YouTube. They demonetize him, they, and, and they're about to do that to, to Nick Fuentes. That's why I'm saying overcome the fear, because in life, that's how life is. If someone get mad, they could love you today and get mad at you the next moment and take away the stuff they gave you. You know, I've had people come to this church and they just love Jesse. Just love themselves some Jesse. Here, Jesse, this is for you all. We love you. Praise Jesse. And the moment I disagree with them about something, they gone. And now they want the stuff back. They want everything back. They stop donating. They take the stuff. But when you don't have that anger, it's not like that. If someone disagrees, fine. It's not personal. And so whatever's happened to Nicholas Pointe or whatever it is, it's, that's the way the world operates because the world is of Satan. And Nicholas cannot impose himself on anyone. If they don't want it, then do his own thing. That's what I did. I started my own thing. Because rejection means that now it's time to look at yourself and do your own thing. Really, it's not a negative. So don't be mad when they uh, reject you, all right? Um, I know a lot of Christian friends who are into media, and we're tight, but they know how I speak now. They won't have me on, right? But I don't mind. I appreciate what they did. I understand it, but it's not personal. It's really not personal. When I mention this thing about you can't be a conservative Christian, you can't be a Christian, whatever I said. What did I say, y'all? Be black. No such yeah. thing. No, no such thing as a gay Christian or a gay conservative. Right. All these people are overreacting and taking it personally. I could care less about that statement. I put it out there. It's true. Either you hear and overcome, or you get mad and rejected. It. It's not up to me, right? And so Tammy Bruce and all those other people are responding to it, and I'm like, I didn't even think of them when I mentioned. It. I was just thinking about this black man. Called saying that he had a husband. And I never heard a black man say he had a husband in the public. <laughs> I never heard that before. And he said it like it was normal. I would just respond to that. So all this other stuff, it's just, I don't care. All right. Well, Are you a Christian? Yeah, yeah, I do believe in Christ. Um, you love the Jews? Uh, I love the, the, the Semitic race, the Jewish people that are deceived. Yes, I do love them. But the ones that know what they're doing, I love them in a different way. Tough love. I tell them the truth. But you don't uh, love the other one with tough love? I, I, the other ones, I, 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 I'm telling them the truth, too. But, but they, love they're just all deceived. Of, all of them with tough love. Yeah, but a different... Treat them all I'm the a, same. 
just because they don't believe what you believe or they don't want to hear from you is not a reason not to love them. It's impossible to love God, to be born again and love God and not love everybody the same. And his love doesn't deviate just because you don't, you know, this or that. He just doesn't love us the way we are. We must be born again. But he loved everybody the same. There's no difference in the love. And as his children, we should love everybody the same. I have nothing with personal with the homosexuals that are into the Republican Party. It's just that I don't want them to come and flaunt the abnormal as though it's a norm, because that's not the Republican Party. And so they'll try to pretend like they're conservative people, and they're trying to ease this lifestyle in so that we, are, we, we won't say anything now because they are Republicans or conservative, right? I, I can't live like that. I have to say something. And the Republicans won't say anything because they want to vote. I care about the people so more than I care about their vote. Did you know that they made the, uh, the New Testament Bible illegal in, in Canada, in Germany, and in, uh, in, in the U.K.? Why? Because if you, if you quote one of those things that I told you, like 1 Thessalonians 2.14, Jews killed Christ and are enemies of all mankind. Right. And one Jew complains, and he says, oh, look, somebody beat me up because of that. Um, they throw you in jail. It's against the law. Well, and they're working on it. Too. They're working on it here in Florida. Yeah. They're already Look at making the white laws. people, they can't say anything negative about the blacks. White people are not allowed to speak negative of the blacks. They are afraid to say something at home with their own white family at the dinner table. Because they're afraid that somebody will go out and tell it. And so it's the same way with the blacks. There's nothing different. Are you afraid to tell the truth about the blacks? Uh, no, but I do it in love. But, uh, it, it, oh, but I tell them the truth. Love. Tough love. <laughs> Just like I'm doing it for but, the Jews. It's uh, tough love. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I, I most people don't know. Because I don't really understand what you're saying. But I do want you to know that we're human beings, period, right? In every area of life, no matter what it is, family life, government, entertainment, somebody is trying to control somebody for a personal gain. And so they're not going to, uh, if they're on the side of evil, they're not going to agree with you. If they're on the side of good, they will agree with you. And, I mean, really be born again, because a lot of Christians are saying that they're born again, that they are Christians, but they're not really Christians. They're just Christians in namesake, like in some type of fashion or something, you know. It's a club to be a Christian, so you have to act a certain way and can't do this or that. So just expect it to be that way. It's just the way it is. That's why the, we have to come into the, uh, the new reality within us. And that way, out in the crazy reality, you can deal with it. Just don't be angry. All right? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take James first and then there. Just don't be angry, man. This your first time here? No, this is the second time. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're here. Go ahead. Um, one of the super Do you all understand? Everybody have the right to be right or wrong. Do you understand that? Who don't understand that? And you don't have a right to be mad at them for being wrong. Do you understand that? Or being right. They have a right to be that way. Even God will let you suffer until you're ready to wake up. He doesn't, he's not going to miss a nap. <laughs> really. He and Jesus have fun all day because he has no wife. And, uh, <laughs> they just hang out and have some fun and they turn on the TV and listen to, looking at us down here acting crazy. <laughs> They're not like, oh, I can't sleep tonight because they're acting crazy down there. They sleep like a, a baby. I thought I said virgin, but I won't say that. 
Yes. Super I chat. Super chat from somebody says his brother put his niece, age six, on Ritalin, and he he advised his brother that he shouldn't do that to his daughter. Yeah. And the brother got mad, and so what should the uncle do? Nothing he can do. It's not your child. You tell the truth, and if the parent continues to screw the kids up, what can you do about it? You don't have a right to put them in jail. That's their, their child, right? But you be an example, you tell the truth, and nothing you can do. And the brother paid the price later. It'll come back, believe me. But the kids will be messed up. Another super chat, Alex, says that he forgave his parents a couple of years ago, and has been, been, he's been doing the silent prayer. Yeah. But he doesn't know how to look to himself for answers or access the kingdom of heaven within. Um, just pay attention to yourself and, know, and watch how you do things that you don't want to do or you have fear, you have doubt. Just notice that in you, and you will see that it's not of God, that it's a spirit that making you do the things you don't want to do. Really, you will see that you're not in control of anything. We're really not in control of anything. We know nothing, and we're not in control. Only the ego makes you think that you're in control. So just notice how you do things or the crazy stuff you be thinking, and just watch that, and God will take over from there. That's all. Don't hate what you see. Yes, Doug? I was going to say something to this gentleman who goes to the different churches or wherever he goes, and but I think you said it pretty well, too. But I would add, like, I see a lot of people wear their MAGA hats and go into a bar just to see what happens. I don't, I don't know that I would throw myself out there like that. I would kind of, I mean, if you've got to speak up, you've got to speak up. But you don't have to go somewhere to speak up, right? Because things happen all the time. Now, if, you're, if you happen to be there, then great. But I don't know that I would go with the mentality that I'm going to say this all the time, you know. That's how you get killed. Yeah. You put yourself out there Satan like that. Say they don't want you wearing your MAGA hat. They hate you for it, right? And he'll like, go down the road with your hat on. And you think you're being tough and from God, you go get killed. Now you want to blame MAGA. Oh, MAGA. Yeah. Don't listen to Satan about that stuff. Don't take, don't do that. Let things happen naturally. Don't go out there just trying to prove something. Really, it'll happen in due time, it'll happen in the right time, and you'll be fine. But if you're doing it just to prove to the haters that you could wear your hat, then you're crazy. You deserve what you get. You should get beat up. Because your ego is in the way. But if you just want to wear your hat, you have a right to just wear your hat. But make sure you're not listening to this. All right, so don't be going up there yelling at no preachers trying to prove something, man. You're going to get thorn. <laughs> What does it feel like to feel what's right? Um, it's like, uh, it's almost like to get a job done, what you feel like God's trying to do, you know? Like it's, uh, like it's necessary. Like you got to get up and take a shower, you know what I mean? Before you go out and be, present- you be presentable for the world. It's the kind of that feeling for me is like. That's um, like wearing a hat. Yeah, like wearing a hat. Like, if, I just what do you think about what he's doing? Because you know him, right? Mm-hmm. That's your husband? No. Friend. Your boyfriend? Friend. Friend, okay. Yeah. What do you think about what he's doing and the way he's doing it? Um, I'm still kind of learning his process of how you hear God and how to right. know what's right, how to see from all points, how to, like, thread through, like, how to discern. You know, I think the biggest thing he wants to teach me is how do you discern God's voice? How do you right. understand? Is it well, his The way will? you discern God's voice, uh-huh. you doubt every thought. Yeah. 
really. Yeah. When you don't believe any thoughts about anything, yeah. the only thing is left, that is left is God's voice. Yeah. And his voice is a voiceless voice. Yeah. He's not going to be talking, speaking words to you. Yeah. So if you want to discern his voice, yeah. doubt every thought. Yeah. That makes sense? Yeah. So are you thinking sometimes, well, I don't know, you should be doing this. Uh, honestly, not really, because he's... you better sit down, buddy. <laughs> oh, you think, Lord, why don't he sit down? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, he's been right pretty much every time as far as, like, uh, kind of calling things for what they are. and. Um, but know, should he be up at somebody else's house calling things and not what they are? Not really. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah. So do you tell him, maybe you shouldn't go to somebody else's house and yell? I don't Unless think I've said that. <laughs> I don't think I've said that, but... Why have you said that to him? Mm, I don't know. I guess I just assume he he hears from God, so he knows he knows how to hear from God. He can discern it. He He's done it for a long time. But you can't discern that he's going to these people's houses, yelling at them? Uh, I've never seen it, actually, so... But you heard about it. I did hear about it. And yeah. were you thinking, why were you invited? I, no, I didn't saying, think that. I thought, oh, he's he knows. He knows. He hears from God, and he, he can... You know, he can discern, so I trust him. The the one time where I got pulled out by the police, it was I didn't even want to. What happened was I was at this huge church in Beverly Hills. I was in the back, and I didn't want to go there. I just went because my friend went there. And when I saw it, I'm I'm trained to cold read all the air. So I went in, and I was like, oh, here we go. This is just a freaking meat market. So like, let's just get through it. But as I was sitting there, uh, I opened up with a girl sitting beside me. She had all these like rapo frames, and she didn't want me to sit beside her. I was like, "Here we go." So she was telling you that she was like projecting like, and "Don't sit you, beside me." She was a pretty girl, and she didn't want me to sit beside her. But I was with like two other dudes, and we had to sit somewhere. So I was like, "Are you guys all serious here?" She's like, "Yeah, we want God." I was like, "Oh, really? Okay. Well, let me just tell you something. So if the preacher talks about himself uh, uh, most of the time." Uh, then he's you, far from God. If he in, talks about you, at you guys. Church, you near. were inside the church saying that. Yeah. Well, I seen it to her privately. But what happened was the guy ended up. The preacher ended up talking about his dog for forty five minutes. There was no nothing building up the people. Nothing. And then she started waking up like, counseling. "Hey, this guy's not." You want to come in for counseling? Huh? Because it doesn't sound right. That, that, Does it kind of sound right, or am I hearing it wrong, or what? I have a friend. A good. Because he said, say, say, oh, here we go. That's wrong. Because yeah. God's not going to say, oh, here we go. No, no, I was saying, here we go, because I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to waste my time. I didn't want to just go to a church service and not, you know, feel like I'm where God is. That's what I'm but saying. But you didn't have to go. Well, I was kind of rode with my friends. I have a friend who know the truth, right? A good friend, too. <laughs> really good friend. And so we went to this church once. And they start singing and, and doing what they do at church. And right away he went, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, such you. I almost curse. <laughs> Sit down, boy. What's wrong with you? He felt like he needed to do something. It was all crazy and boring and singing. And just crazy at the door now. I never took him to church again. Because <laughs> he thought that was from God. I mean, no one made him be there. He could leave or he could respect what the people are doing. You don't have to agree with it. But it doesn't mean you need to shout out about it either. Well, here's what happened. Like, so what happened was, like, the Spirit of God did come on me. And I didn't want to say anything, and I was scared. There was, like, a, over a 1,000 people there. I was like, no. And, I, and God was, like, praying tongues. I was like, no. You were and screaming I, like that? Yeah, like, I, God was telling me, like, say something now. 
And because here's what happened. At the very end, there was a guy there going to get saved. He, wanted, he was looking for God, and no, there was no God, nothing being talked about. After I got dragged out, I waited till the last person came out, and everybody listened to everything I had to say on the street. And the cops came and said, let him stay. He can preach on the street. And I preached everything the Spirit of God wanted me to say, and that guy got converted right there on the sidewalk. That's what happened. And, what do you it think was about like this? hell going through this it. Is this your first time here? <laughs> oh, what's your name? Paul. Paul? Oh, the right person. Paul is here. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what do you think about what Joseph is doing? <laughs> it sounds like maybe it's trying to put your opinion too much. If people don't want to hear it, maybe you don't need to uh, go out of your way, you know? It sounds like the mega hat situation. Trying to prove <laughs> well, I was something. trying to get out of the way, but God well, when you say that, to, to what about when you say, "Well, God told me to do this," but I was like, "No, I'm scared." But I'm no, is that from God? I don't know. It's not from, not for me to say. No, let me just tell you, that's not from God. One hundred percent not from God. There's no fear in God. There's no doubt. He's not going to put you in a situation that you can't well, handle. No, here's what and so if you felt anything about it, it was from no, Satan, I, no, and you thought it was from God. Right, no, when I, because you never, I have, ne- since uh, in the last 30 years now, I've never had fear about speaking up. Nowhere. Okay. No, that's, Ooh, why he said, that's why he said pray in tongues. When I prayed in tongues, I got charged up like a battery. Now so bold, I wasn't afraid. I was in comfort. I could have said anything. I was comfortable. You prayed in tongues? Yeah, and I got charged up. And he, that's why he said pray in tongues. Because I didn't want to do what he wanted me we to do. We need to lay hands on him. What do you think about that? That's one thing. If, if the thought that every thought is a lie, then isn't that thought that every thought is a lie a lie? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Don't believe any of that stuff, man. You got too much conversation going on in the church. Every thought is a lie. Every one of them, everyone, the ones that interpret the Bible for you, the ones that say pray in tongues, the ones that get you all geared, none of that from God. Really, because when he reveals things to you, it's, it's beautiful. It's like the sun shining out there now. No fear, no doubt, no thoughts, no nothing. Really. Well, I, I mean, I get that. I see what you're saying. But what happened, like, when I prayed, his presence came, and then people were walking out with me. Right before they grabbed me, people were, like, waking up to, like, yeah, this preacher's, like, talking about his dog. People were getting up and leaving, and that's what happened. And then finally to where they called, two feminists came over and two two uh, security guys came over. Four people tried to grab me. I grabbed hold of the chair, you know, and then the guy said he would debate Whoa. me outside. Did you get in your car and leave him behind? I didn't get no, to she wasn't there. Oh, no, if you had, would you have but gone what happened, home and left him behind? After that, no, after that. You're after, like, I'm getting out of here. After that, because people go there on a Wednesday. They were going to their home churches on Sunday, and everybody was talking about it. And, and people were like, hey, remember the guy that like talked to the, the well, beat, because people because got I saved got, outside. You sound like a nice guy, man, but you need to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to calm down. I'm, Are you taking your medicine? <laughs> this is the one time you can take it. No, I'm kidding. But it's just too much, man. It just doesn't feel like it's too much. You, what, his part, friend, what, what part of it was too much, his, though? Your friend. So I can be clear. So I can be clear. What part of it what was too much? What part is too much? Uh, I, I guess I'm still trying to understand. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still trying to discern Does that. Does it make sense what he's saying now? What are you thinking? Yeah, because I feel like I've had thoughts to where God led me to do something or think oh, something. Oh, no. You know? Well, no wonder. No. You got to get away from thoughts. That's why God said bring every thought into captivity. Every one of them. 
into captivity. So if he said bring every thought into captivity, why would you? Let me just ask you first. Why would you believe any thought is from God? Like, for example, if God tells me to go and serve this person, that's a thought, right? I would go and respond to that. But he's not going to tell you to go serve this person. Interesting. Well, so how do you, how does he talk to you? He reveal. How, what does that look like to be revealed? It looked like the light shining. It's just clear. It's, you know, have you ever laid your car keys down on the table? You forget you put them there mm-hmm. and you start looking around for them. and like, oh, man, I can't find them. Mm-hmm. But you forget. You just leave it alone for a minute. And after a while, you remember, oh, they're on the table. Yeah. It's like that. That's how God operates. That's, that's what that happened to me in the, the place. at all. You just remember what yeah. you forgot. It was like that. Like, like, how are you describing it? I think we just had two different ways that we describe it, but that's what happened. And, and at what point do you not speak out against someone that's doing something wrong? You know what I mean? But and the, and the guy got born again on the street. When you see somebody doing something wrong, I had a, a, another example, right? Um, I have a, I had a good friend. We still friends. I'm just pretending they're not friends. And this friend thought that they were acting like me. They thought they were being me, doing what I do, right? And I didn't know the answer to that because I knew I wasn't like that. But they were always compared and said, well, you do this too. You do that. I'm like, oh, okay. And so years went by. And finally one day I just had to be talking to them about another situation. And I realized they're not like me. They think they're like me, but they're really like their mother. But they think that's how I am, too. And so they think they're living like me and doing like me, but they really were doing like their mother. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And that took years to come. I just had to wait through that. I didn't even realize I was waiting for the answer, but I knew it didn't make sense what they were saying, and I didn't have the answer. So I just waited. So you need to just wait, and you'll see when to speak up and when not to. Yeah, that, I mean, it worked out pretty well that day because it says it's written, uh, wisdom is justified of her children. And uh, there was a, a conversion that day. There was someone that was born again. I, I walked him through the, the prayer to re- receive Christ. Was and Kanye have, and West it, there too? Huh? Uh, I, think, I think Kanye West is a, uh, is a rebrand. I think he's, you oh, know. You do? To, I think I he's don't going, know yet what to think about what he's doing. To be I, I, see the, I, see his, I see the info beginning on it. All right. All right. Like, I, I, I think well, just be careful, man. Calm down. Be careful. Yeah, absolutely. And don't go to these churches looking for trouble. Oh, that I don't. Don't yeah. ever look for trouble. No, I don't. Be ready I, to deal with it when it comes. Yeah, I seek uh, his will at all times. Absolutely. And I see that you really want to help. You want to be right and do the right thing, but you need to calm down. All right? Yeah. For most part, down? I am. Huh? Will you calm down? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I feel like I am in that place. Okay. It's, when the, it's when the times when I have to speak up for the gospel that I get scared. But it works out, but I'm like... I don't feel like I'm rowdy in those moments. Well, this your first, let me just ask this young man. He wanted to tell you something. Oh. This is your first time here, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, what's your name? Take the yeah. mic for me. What do you, what's your name? Uh, Anthony. Are you a Christian, Anthony? Uh, no. Well, yeah. Yes. Either yes or no. He's like, yeah. oh, no. Uh, well, yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, no. Which one? Yeah. You a yes. Christian? Yes. What do you think about what you hear? Um, honestly, I just feel like you shouldn't. He's more so forcing it upon other people to believe what he believes. Yeah, it does seem like a force. That's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Isn't it written that you send out the waters and you overturn the earth? And then you also combine the floods so that, that you, uh, 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 you bind the floods from overflowing. So you can stop words and you can send out words so you can convert or subvert or to try to gather or scatter, right? See, this is why you're not supposed to be learning the Bible. <laughs> It's how you take over. 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 It's
really got you all this Bible in your head, and you think you're doing what the Bible says, and you're not. Why not? Like, because why you, you have intellectually learned the Bible, and it's destroying you. It's building your ego, and you think you know, and Satan is using it against you. That's why you're not supposed but to learn the Bible. When, how do you, you can know read when, it. Okay. Um, so how do you know when Satan's using you? What's the fruit of that? What's the effects? Uh, when Satan's what? When Satan's using you, what is the effect? Uh, you're scared, like you said. You're not sure. You go looking for trouble. You're excited about it. All that kind of stuff happens. Right. I said I wasn't looking for trouble. I was in a situation, God wanted me to say something. I was afraid to say something. Cause I was, but if God you know, wanted you to say it, you would not have been afraid to say it. I wasn't once I prayed. Once I prayed, once I prayed, then I wasn't afraid. And then I got removed. Let me let Will help you. Will is one of those. He's overcoming. <laughs> yeah. He was traumatized with the Bible. Yeah, I really, I really resonate with what he's saying. because I, know, I can tell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <you're going>, hallelujah. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Come on. Uh, no, um, no, like, I feel like uh, I feel. God comes upon me like he's describing. And I just, I, I you know, I, I tell people it's a fire uh, shut about up in my the bones. Lord, you know? It's a fire shut up how, in my how bones. How can we know that he is not being filled by the Holy Spirit in these moments? Because all like, that stuff would be happening if he was. But, like, it describes people in the Bible that are filled with, you know, fire. And, you know, they're yeah. just, like, <laughs> they're just, like, proclaiming the truth, you know, yeah. and people are getting changed left and right. So kind of what he's describing. Because you read the Bible and Satan is telling you that these people act in a certain way. This is what they're doing. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. They're but, on fire. And they're out there doing it, so now you're doing it too. So that's not going to happen today. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. That's actually he. What he's describing is things that happen in the Bible, right? Then the wind comes in. No, it didn't happen the the way he said. It's been translated to him. Just because they said that that? they were filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean they're out there carrying on. Because the fire make, brings the effectual working of his power that brings a conversion, that brings an awakening. And then people it, it bring does, the, and brings the Holy Spirit inside you. Then there's like a It does sound uh, slightly intellectual. It does sound like... We need like to do in, the last supper in, right now. <laughs> we serve the real wine. But, but Will, you but, still believe that? Well, well I... I, I I, I, I'm seeing, you know, I'm, I'm on the outside looking in right now. I'm seeing all this. It does sound intellectual what what he's saying. Like, like not that he, he he's just like just being, but but I know that like just living my life day to day, just being, you know, the Lord will send someone to me, or He'll put me in a place, and all of a sudden, like I won't have to force anything. Like I'll just start proclaiming the gospel or something, or talking to somebody about about Jesus and. Then I'm not thinking about what to say. The words are just coming, and these people, like he's describing, they're like being lit up. They're like they're like understanding. They're seeing the truth. And well, let me just say this: y'all keep doing that. How is that really, not wrong? Keep is that, doing is that not you what we're commanded for yourself? All right? Is that not what we're commanded to do in the word? Is to is to go and make disciples of all nations, like the Great Commission? Right. Are we not supposed to go and preach the word to people? Yeah. There and, was a girl that was killed over in Iraq somewhere. Yeah. She was, Taking the gospel to the whole nation. Yeah. And I wonder why is she over there? She had a bit of being over there, really, by herself like that. Satan is using the Bible against you guys, really. He's interpreting the Bible for you and making you think that this is what the people in the Bible were doing and that's what's needed. And then the preacher confirm it for you and everybody carrying on, so you're thinking they're on fire. That would make sense if 
the preacher wasn't talking about himself the whole time, you know. But the thing is, there was no fruit. There All was right. no. Uh, there was no effects. The and 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 I'm. It's not like I'm going out looking for these right. things Amen. to happen. Right. I'm. I'm just being open to these things. And that right. sounds like what right. he's describing as right. well. Right. Don't you be open to it. Just what? be a. You're, you're you're saying just 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 be. That, that, that is being open to the Lord, not being of yourself, not coming from you, being right. Just being is being yeah. open to an encounter with that, the Lord. Is that semantics? No, it's not. Yeah. I think we're seeing the same thing, but you have but see, once you're born again of God, you're just naturally one nature with Him. It's not like open. Or That's what He's describing. Kind of... That's what He's describing. I just no, have no way of describing it. <laughs> <laughs> he's nice, but um, will yeah. This young lady want to respond okay. real fast. All right. From hearing this, it just sounds like it's all driven by ego. It and is ego. The way I like to say this is ego is the evil that drives all the needs, that does all the deeds, that makes you want to please. If you, Amazing. If it's any of that, Are you going to write a rap song about that? Wait, wait, wait. Hey, wait, wait. But, but I, I, that is my in response. That is your song. Right. Here in, resp- in response to that. In response to that. It's a need that makes you want to please. In, res- in response to that, though. Yeah. Yeah. In response to that, in response to that uh, I, I would agree if I sought my own. If right. I seek my own, then then uh, but you're I, seeking your own. If I you seek, don't realize it. Well, no, no, no. You can realize because if you, if you go to somebody else's business with the intent, there was no intent. Or if you go in there and you sit next to someone, it's and just happened. There was no intent. You start preaching. I'm, I'm showing my hand. My intent, my purpose was I was going with my friends, and then it, it, it was I was set up by the situation, and I didn't want to say anything. My intent was. I don't want to disturb anybody. My intent was to be quiet. Well, you think God but, will have you speaking to someone that you don't want to disturb? That's what happened. No. Because he was he was wrong, and the, there was people there to go find God, and they weren't finding God. And God wants to remove hirelings and, so and bring in shepherds. Tell the preacher he was wrong. He was a hireling. He's not a shepherd. He doesn't care for his flock. He seeks his own, and he's okay. there for money. Well, Oh, okay. And, and what, what about it, being a servant, you know, being a servant to all people? Oh, what he's Lord. describing is, ser- is like being in a servant mindset. I believe we're in a season okay. where God is removing uh, hirelings right. and putting in shepherds. All right. <laughs> Let me do this. God, everybody, at least on this end, that you want to talk about that. This end. So I got to move really fast, all right? I'm glad you're doing this. It's so exciting. It proved my point. All right? And I'm, I'll tell you what the point is in a minute. But I got to do this. Duh. And who hands it? Out? Oh, here. And then we, we'll move it over here, over there, and then we'll be done. This is so much fun. Over here. <laughs> it's the difference between the intellect and the wisdom of God, the logic. It, it definitely showing it right now. But I'm glad. All right. Yes, sir. So if it's not your intent, how come you can't just get up and realize that Maybe this that guy is leading his his people to death, and why not just walk out? How come you gotta say something every time? How come you gotta? I work at a place where you could barely say anything to anybody. See there, he quoted the Bible. So the Bible said that, but that ain't what the Bible meant. But it also says, "Don't give, don't give." Uh, food to sh- swine, or don't it's give the truth to swine, or something like that. So. But you can you can also say something so that 
you know, crumbs can fall so someone can pick it up. It was meant for everybody. Uh, you know, there was, there was someone there that was looking for food. I understand, food. but listen, okay. I understand. Let me take the young man here. I totally understand where you're coming. I've to- been there, done that. I don't think I've ever been that way, but I know people that way. Really. Yeah. Family members. I have a, well, she might be watching. This is a close family member to me, right? And they're like that, too. They really know the Bible. They hoop and holler, and they go out and lay hands, and they yell at folks. And, and just the meanest dirt evil, angry person. But they know the Bible. They know who I didn't get disciples. I'm not saying you're like that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, Isn't it fun? It's, it's, it's something. Um, a couple things. I kind of want to, I want to tie what, what all this is going on right now to what we talked about earlier with like these kind of like faux conservative movements going on right now. Yeah. Like I've, I was always skeptical of these turning points. And there's other you know groups like that, too, on the Herman, conservative side. just remind side. me, we need to have a town hall meeting with the Bible people and the <laughs> non-Bible people. I bet that's going to be a mess. Yeah. Uh, I, y'all have to pay to see that one. <laughs> that's, 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 that would be better than the gays. <laughs> yes. Help me. Okay, go ahead. So, like, my, my biggest concern, that's kind of like, you know, I... I Played around with you know the Democrat like I would consider myself a Democrat before you know I woke up really, um, and one of the things that turned me off of that whole movement is all of these little organizations like um, ACLU, the Southern Poverty Law Center, all these little kind of like startups, whatever you want to call them. They almost always go in a completely different direction. It's almost the opposite of what started where they started in the yeah, first place. Absolutely, and that was kind of those patterns. Are, I'm starting to notice that too on. In the name of conservative, conservatism as well. Man. One of them being these turning point kids. Um, you know, on the surface, it's like it sounded like yeah, you know, they're waking up on college campuses or trying to get kids, you know, to recognize the idiocy of the left. But in reality, it's the same mentality that they're bringing over. They're not really sticking to conservative conservative values. Um, That's why you must be born again. Yeah, man. and I'm kind of seeing the same mentality with this whole episode right now is that you know you heard the story of these these uh alphabet soup people going like door to door to these bakeries you know trying basically trying to bait them to their, to refuse them service just so you can say hey i know better i got you and i'm starting to see that right now it's like you're kind of going church to church to you know I, i'm just going off of this story alone it's like to you're, apple bait them it's not their intent to shut down the baker either quote unquote it's their in, their intent it, Because I was with them, right? And but then my intent was just to hang out with my friends. It, it, and then when and the, the setup was the conversation with the girl, where she was giving me rainbow frames, and I only spoke to her because she was looking at me like, she was "Why you sitting beside me?" What kind of frames? Huh? Rainbow. It's where a girl projects, like, "Look at me, so I can turn you down." It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, so a you dark went art. to visit a church. You happened to sit by a lady. She looked at you. Don't, don't sit beside me because you just probably sit beside me because I'm pretty. And it was she the only told scene you that? I was going to sit. Oh, she acted that way. She projected it. I know, but I, we were talking. We just had a conversation, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, she, didn't, she wasn't acting a certain kind it's, of way that I went off. We were communicating with words. But, but you think that that was right for you to do that to that woman because you thought she was projecting something? What was right? What would I do? 
I just said, Tell that, him. did you know what I said? I, no, 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 she projected you, it. You said that she projected it. She projected, and, and everyone, every thought is seen in the light of your countenance. Uh, it, it says that it, the Word of God teaches you how to read the thoughts and intents of someone's heart. I, I read the thoughts and intents of her heart. She even put in the effect to prove it, but she took her iPod and put it in the chair so I couldn't sit in the right beside her. I had to sit one more down. So she why didn't you through. rise above it then? Just right. move that away. Has happened why, so many times why couldn't that have been an, an instant where you just because rose I, above it? When you're on the airplane, don't they have this? I wasn't offended. Oh, when you go to the I wasn't airport. offended. I was using it as an opportunity yeah. no, to, man. to show her her All own right. hand. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to hurt you. You're going to tell him. Oh, oh you're done. You're going to finish yeah, it. Yeah, I'll finish it. But it's like, don't, you know, I'm starting to see that same pattern. Not just with this thing, but like in general, like what I, with these little organizations now starting to pop up under the, you know, under the guise. We call it's ego against ego. Right. It's, it it's has not nothing. love against ego. Mm-hmm. It should be love. We have to show love. Yeah. I'm that's telling you, that's how you own. fight Only evil. If you're your own perfect own. love. Like but if that's ego, ego against ego. Yeah. And it's, it's ego if you're seeking your own, but I wasn't seeking my own. I always seek the will of him, the him that sent me. Well, you judge this woman. It's, you no, said I, it was perception. There's different, not judging, you know, it's, it's different between uh, 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 judgmental criticalism and reading someone's hand. They, she showed her hand when, in her intent when she just put the, she took the residence of the seat beside her. She didn't want me to sit beside her. She was projecting, I'm better than you. I'm in Beverly Hills. You can't. Oh you're, I'm out God. of your league. And you probably just want to sit beside she, me. And look at all this space she's taking up in your head right now. That, that, that's your, those are thoughts, though. Yeah. Look at it. Okay. Because it will play out. It, it will play out. That's why. Because whatever's, whatever's, hey, whatever's thoughts me. and beliefs is in you. Your first time here, right? Did you bring your joint with you? <laughs> I can use it now. <laughs> you said I should have. <laughs> you smoke pot? Yeah. You smoke pot? Yes. How old are you? Uh, 21. And why do you bring your mic up to me? Why do you smoke pot? I enjoy the feeling. You enjoy uh, what feeling? Yeah, just like, it just, just feeling relaxed. Feel yeah, it makes me feel good. <laughs> so it just makes you feel good? Yeah. And what are you feeling bad about? Nothing really. Just like when I'm uh, doing a whole bunch of stuff throughout the day, I stay productive. So like, when I'm done with my day, I'll have myself a little. You're like, smoke. oh, yeah. a joint. It just feels good. I don't know how like, you have to. How smoke long you been smoking it? I don't. I haven't kept count, but like. I mean, for, how old were you when you first started smoking? Probably like seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So for about, are you twenty-one now? Yeah. Wow. And you like being high? I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You have any questions for me? Uh, I do not. Okay, did you deal with your mother? Huh? How did you find me? Oh, my buddy right here. Chris. Oh, he brought you? Yeah. Had you ever seen any of my videos? Oh, yeah, of course. He'd always play them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so did you go and forgive your mother? Um, there's, uh, no, well, I, there wasn't anything for me to forgive. Oh, okay, she was perfect. Well, she's not perfect. You live with her still? No. Oh, you're on your own? Yes. Whew. Yeah. Well, you can smoke your pot. Right. <laughs> You're at home. Yeah. Right on. And so you love your mother? Yes. You love your father? Yes. You love your father? Are you close to him, too? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of close to him, yes. But why not all the way close? I don't get to see him like that. Oh, uh, why not? Uh, he's locked up. Oh, he's in jail? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Well, don't hold anything against him. Oh, yeah, of course not. Right on. Yeah, stay, stay okay. in contact. Uh, let me do this. I got to move a little faster here. And so, all right. Right here, here, there, there, and there, and just there. 
Oh, then I got a question, so we can't too, do too many theirs. Yes, sir. Okay, I have a quick question. Uh, I saw the movie Harriet yesterday. It opened up this weekend. Harriet? I was just, yeah, I was just, just wondering you if you had You went that movie? My friend <laughs> took me to the movie. I was Were like... Were you high? Uh, I wasn't high, no. I just Had went. you smoked some pot? But it made me wonder... Had you smoked mo- pot before you went? No, I, I woke up. It was early in the morning. It was you the only movie you could early see. in the morning? It was the first movie of the day. I, I went just... What time did you go? It's 10, 10.30 or so. And had you smoked a joint before you went? No, was I supposed to smoke? Did you? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Oh, okay. But go ahead. No, I just wanted to know if he had an opinion, because it made me want to look yeah, into her. I recommend her. Don't, look, don't see that job. What's that? set you up to be angry. Harriet is supposed to be the slave woman that's on the run, right? Well, she's Harriet Tubman. It's a real person, yeah. Harriet Tubman is the woman, the slave woman, that's supposed to be helping the black get away from the black. I want to see it. Well, I already saw it. I'm just asking if you had an opinion <laughs> My about opinion, her. Because it. <laughs> it made me go, oh, I wonder what, uh, wonder what Jesse sure thinks about her. you don't go to a black theater to see it. <laughs> no, it was in Santa Monica. By it was down at Black Theater. You're going to get killed. Oh, okay, okay. That's all I want to know. Thanks. Yeah, I wouldn't take that risk. Okay. All right. <laughs> They're going to kill you right there in the theater. Okay. Uh, I was just, uh, what I was Did you see that, Emerson? No, I didn't even know about it. Uh, are you going to see it? All right. He looked like he's going to see it. Yeah. He got reluctant. Uh, oh, when I was hearing these guys, I was thinking to myself uh, that, you know, God says to do everything in love. If you don't do it in love, it's like pointless. Yeah. And, and I've been noticing myself that when I approach arguments or anything like that, or if I have like a little bit of like irritation or something about something, I've, I'll step back and I'll take a time to think about right it. Right on, man. And then tell myself, Lord, what is it that that you want me to see? Because I have to get out of this ego state because it's gonna. It, I can't. I won't be able to come with them at love with love. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what's the point of like telling a, pre- a preacher, you know, his flock and all that stuff? It seems like to love that guy, the preacher, you would go up to him personally or something like that. That's um, a good point. But I've been noticing in, in, in your whole life, like even your relationships with your family or anything, if you approach it that way, you'll have more of a calm spirit. And That's a, a and very a loud good point. Phone. Like God said, if you have a problem with the person, you go to the person first. And then take a witness. And if that doesn't work, be done with it. He wouldn't have you going to shout at some preacher in some church in Beverly Hills because the woman didn't let you sit next to her because you thought she was thinking something. You know what I'm saying? He would have you talk to the preacher. I mean, even if it didn't happen at that church, he would have you talk to the man in private first. He wouldn't have you to embarrass him or make you look embarrassed and stuff like that. That's a very good point. Yes. So when, you, well, when you look at people like the enemy, there's a temptation to want to have to fight them. So if you think, like, oh, I'm going to the church because these people are enemy because they're fake and they do all those things, which may be true, then you, you develop this thing, okay, well, i got to fight against the enemy instead of doing, like, what he's well, saying. He had that mindset. I didn't even want to speak out. It just happens. And uh, in, the end, in the end, I will say this, though, in the end, the girl that was beside me, she, when, she, when I was sitting outside, she converted, and she was in an apologetic oh, manner. Okay. Let me just say that, you know, like, uh, when I'm walking down the road, sometimes I go to the bank or whatever, post office, and walking down the road. And white women, especially, if they walk and they see, and I see Mexican women doing it too. I don't see black women doing it because they, they're badder than I am. They could beat me, right? But 
when I'm walking down the street and they see you come in or they look around, see that you are behind them, they'll hold their purse. I see it all the time now. And right away, say you want to tell me to go off on her. You know, she thinks that you're black and that all black people steal, right? And so she's holding the purse, right? And so, but I know why she's doing it. And so I, it's not personal to me. I understand what she's going through. And so even though Satan be trying to tempt me to get angry and take it personal, I understand what's going on, so I don't take it personal. You got to watch that kind of no, stuff. I that. This is something really different. Let me, I mean, like. let me take Ermes. Just to prove the point, you got to watch those thoughts, man. Yes. Yeah, I'm not sure if, if he's. you're the same guy that said this guy got here a little late, but uh, I think you said you you're trained late? in uh, rhetoric. and. You can't be coming. You no, late. but I'm just saying, he, he said he was <laughs> trained in rhetoric. And, you didn't hear. No, I heard it. I heard it. Well, I think he said he was. What's that? You said you were late. Yeah, but I heard I was listening to it on the way in. Can, oh. I, make, can I ask my question or no? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think you said you're trained in like rhetoric and debate, right? Was that you? Yeah, so I think, you know, you just need to look at that's kind of an ego trip. If you're going there to debate these people and. I keep saying I didn't know there was debate, it just happened. And also, it's written that. How will you train in logic? How will you train in logic? And rhetoric. I want to hear that. No, I just want to hear the one, then I got to run because I ain't going to hear it. You ask me questions. Joel, let him have the mic. How will you train in logic? It's written in the book Who of Acts. Who trained you in logic? Uh, 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 masters. Who? Uh, masters. Who are that? They're masters of the secret arts and dark arts. I can't, I can't, I, I, I don't even tell it on, on, on camera yet. Who trained you? Uh, I, people that, that know, they're trained. Yeah. And you call them master? They're masters in the secret arts and dark arts. Well, my yes. master said, he's yeah. sick. Yeah. Well, I said, yes, a master. But they opened up. We sick. They come straight out. The, they train but me straight me through. No one can train you in logic. It's, you know, Paul persuaded, disputed, and contended. Oh, it listen, says man. That. Paul, no one Paul can pers- train you in logic. Paul persuaded, hey, disputed, and contended. Logic only comes from God. Yes. Only comes from God as needed. Logos, word, is written. Jesus said, uh, right. he's the word, the logos. Lo- logic is logos, is word. The law. I'm asking a friend. Let me ask you a friend. I'm, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, he's right. He's about right. What you yeah. Like, you think someone can train you to be logical? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why. That's why you got teachers. That's why you get no, disciples. No, no man teach you. He gave some apostles, prophets, pastors. The Holy Spirit would teach you all things. Yeah, right. You, I do agree. You can't Indeed. be trained True. in logic. True, but he also so you're saying another person, another human won't be able. Right. Another human won't be able. It only comes from the Holy Spirit. But you should bear witness to what teacher. you say. He te- Boy. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Here. Amazing. This is so we have in church up in here. <laughs> this is so amazing. Hey, Jesse, I have a question about anger and resentment. Good, uh, finally. Yeah, seriously, let's talk about something real. Um, this last week marked the year anniversary of my mother's death. I've been listening to you quite a lot recently. What's the, the forgiveness process like for forgiving somebody that uh, is dead? Just realize <clears throat> as you cannot help yourself, she could not help herself. It wasn't her, but some spirit driving her, causing her to do what she wouldn't ordinarily do to you. Or to herself. You know, you've done things that you can't believe you did, right? And you're like, I would never do that again. But something makes you do it again. It drives you to do it. You can't believe it, right? Same theory. So you wouldn't want your kids to hate you for something you had anyone to hate you for. 
because you couldn't help it. Likewise, your mother did not want you to hate her. She could not help it. Had she been able to do it differently, she would have. So just realize that, and that will cause you to forgive her. It's like what Nick was saying. He realized, even just seeing Donald Trump going through these things, he realized it's this evil. Why are they attacking this man? And when he realized that, he was able to see good. So just realize your mother, you can't help yourself. Your mother can help her. That makes sense? Yeah. Is this your first time here? Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Eric. Eric, any questions for me? I just asked it. That's the only one? Yeah. Oh, okay. How did you find us? I'm you my buddy Will here. Oh, right on. And oh, what sorry. was your impression when you first saw it? First saw what? The, the church? Or, what you? Will told you about the video? Oh, I, I had seen your videos uh, prior to that, but I just started watching them more once him and I started oh, okay. hanging. Yeah. Uh, have you overcome your anger? No. Oh, and now that you forgiven your mother, you will. Okay. Really? How about are you close to your father? Yeah, I've gotten much closer. Yeah, this last last few months. He's still alive, right? Yeah. Have you spoken to him since you understood you need to forgive? Yeah, definitely. You went to him. Um, I don't. What do you mean? mean have by you t- I mean, did you face him face to face or? Yeah. Yeah. And how did it go? I think it went fairly well. Yeah. Were you afraid to? No. Yeah. I don't think so. All right. Yeah. Are you doing a silent prayer? No, I'm not. I want you to do it. I recommend okay. you do it. Okay. And you, you'll be fine. Okay. All right? Thanks, Jesse. Just be patient. Appreciate it. Are you married? Nope. You living with a woman? Nope. Good. Just be patient. <laughs> okay. All right? And Thanks, you'll be Jesse. fine. Good, Appreciate man. It. Um, right here. Um. Uh, just because you just because you convinced a bunch of people to get excited the way you're excited uh, doesn't mean that I was from God. The mega churches do that, you know. Yeah, they do. They get you to be excited. They tell you why growing up, you have to be excited about the Lord. You have to be on fire, David, dance. So you got to dance like David. You got to go out there and save souls and all that kind. Of, you've been convinced outwardly to do it that way, and so now when you read the Bible, Satan used that against you as well. It's best to let, discover it. Let it be revealed. All right. Uh, yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. Right here first. Yeah. Uh, the Hake report had a great clip of you from uh, last year talking about like what a conservative versus a liberal is. And oh, yeah. You're talking about just living it. Just living it. And if you live it, the, the doors will open and maybe you'll have a platform God provides where, you know, this uh, message that wants to, you know, come forth comes forth because God opens those doors for you. But it all it's about living it and not convincing. I think most people are not convinced yet. They don't know yet that you could just live and think he would take care of you. He would reveal. He would. I almost don't want to use the word revealing anymore. But (laughs) you will see what to do. And it's not, God is not like an exciting God. As a matter of fact, he wants you to become unexcited. Uh, he wants you to overcome excitement. All right? He's not like all this exciting God that y'all think that he is. He's just a loving God. And in love, there is no excitement. There's no sorrow, no sadness, no fear, no doubt. But he's not like all this. He wants you to overcome your emotions. Really. He's not exciting like that. He's kind of boring. Because he doesn't want to go dancing. You know, he's just not excited. But he's perfect peace. 
Really? Isn't that amazing? Okay. Yes, sir. That's a good point. Hey, let me ask, did you at one time, did you not believe in God? Come back, Ezra. Uh, Bursla. Uh, yeah, definitely. At one point, you did not believe in God, right? You yes, were atheist? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. And what brought you to the point that there is a God? It's funny, Nick and I were talking about this this week. Um, yeah, it was definitely uh, 2015 when Trump announced his campaign. Um, I saw, I, it, it like woke me up to a lot, um, got me looking for other supporters online, which led me to people like you and several others. Um, and just through the process of a couple of years, um, I found myself looking for a church and eventually looking to move here. And that's what's going to happen. You guys and ladies are going to influence others. They'll see, they'll see you. And they'll see things in you that you won't even realize is they can see. You, and you will influence because it's God's love working through you, right? He create love through us. That's our purpose on earth, so he can create love. And so you'll just be a living example of what, what God is about. And people ask if they want to know or they'll start looking somewhere else. But you've got to become a living example, not a wordy example. You have to overcome words, really. You have to overcome words. You're not supposed to be controlled by words or anything. And the Bible people are controlled by words. They really don't know it, but they're controlled by words. Uh, Yes, sir. I just wanted to say, you guys got to be careful because um, we, the Catholics, uh, we didn't we didn't realize that we were infiltrated by the, the the religion of the Pharisees. And look at the mess we're in. We're having a little civil war right now, and uh, it, it, it looks like things are tipping our way. And the conservatives have to have their own little civil war themselves. If not, they're going to be destroyed, like the Catholic churches. And um, but if you guys me, don't wake up to it, pardon me. But to me, this is the best time on earth to be alive. Because I'm I see it, too. it as a total uh, spiritual battle, and I see that of myself I can do nothing about it, and I see those men and women who are on the side of good have been born again. I see how they're dealing, right? And so it's a perfect time for those who are lost to be seeing this happening. Look what happened to these two guys. They saw it through Trump. Trump doesn't know that. Have y'all had lunch with Trump? How about Ivanka? <laughs> How about Ivanka's husband? He's a Jew. But they'll be able to just see it, and through that, they'll wake up. Just one last thing. Uh, you, you do realize that Does these... Does that make sense what I just said? Yes, sir, it does, okay. yes. Uh, but you do realize that these guys have infiltrated both the Democrats and the Republicans. The, 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 the Pharisees have. Look, just look at an example with Epstein. He had them both blackmailed. Hold, hold on, man. Do you know him? No. <laughs> no, okay. Wait, I know, but listen. Come, For who? Here's a question. We're going to have a men's meeting this month. We're having a men's meeting Thursday, right, Hermes? Because this is the first of the, of the month. Make sure you guys come. We're going to get y'all saved at the men's meeting. <laughs> because I'll be able to say some stuff to you that the women can't hear and should not, you know. But come, can you come Thursday night? Uh, I'll, I'll try to make it. Yeah, because I'm here, here at work. seven o'clock. I'm from Texas. I'm. Uh, oh. I, I just flew here. Uh, I fly here once in a while just for work, and whenever I can make it, I come. Are uh, you going to be here this Thursday, or you'll be I'm, gone? Uh, I'm going to try to stay here. It depends on how much work I have. Okay, I'll try to make it. Well, uh, make sure work last long. So Thursday's going to be here be in this here. building. Yeah. Okay. Miss me this Thursday night at seven o'clock. Excellent. Okay. All right. All right. So hold it. 
No. <laughs> yeah, Dalla, one quick thing. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, I agree, and I would go so far as to say that the war should not be against the left. It should be against mainstream conservatives. Yes, sir. I wish I had let you say that. <laughs> I knew not to let him say that. The war is between good. The war is not between conservatives. It's, it's about good versus evil. Please know that, right? Don't make it physical. It's spiritual. And the conservatives that are supporting this wrong stuff, speak up about it, but it's not against them. They can't see. All right? So, there, Dalai. Okay. Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, then you go back upstairs, man. So, it's kind of interesting that you can see who the wrong people are, and you're, but you're angry about it. It's like You've been given like some some sort of insight to see that there there are Republicans and Democrats that are evil, and you're like angry about it, right? Instead of just saying you can't be angry. Okay, this is they're evil. We need to, that's what we need to fight. So when I saw this black guy saying that he had a husband, I, nothing changed about what I, the way I see. It. I have nothing personal against him. I just see that they're trying to change the Republican Party into the Democrat Party, make us accept a wrong as a right. But he can't help it. I call it out, and we now have a debate about it. But let me do this. Uh, I got to ask, last week I wasn't here, so I have a biblical question I want to answer, if possible. My biblical question was, what, what do you care about? Remember that question? Anybody remember that? Yeah, what do you care about? Right here, he's just dying to answer. I can see you like wringing your hands. Like, please come to me. What do you, is your first time here? First time here. What's your name? My name's Isaiah. Welcome, Isaiah. What do you care about? Not really sure what I care about. Um, I would like to say that I care about pleasing God, doing what's right in the sight, but... Other than that, I, I try not to care about too much because of a lot of it's out of my control. So if I put it in God's hands, then I don't worry about it. Very interesting. Any question for me? This is your first time here. Any question? First time comment? here? No. Thank you. Okay. You're welcome, man. All right. Uh, what do you care about? Uh, well, my, my good friend right here. the road after your girlfriend. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. this uh this is my good friend Isaiah. Uh, we was in the army together right you know, since you know 2015. Um, he always watches the show all the time. Right. So and he told you about the show. Yes, yes. Oh, that's yeah. how you, this is your first time too. This is my first time too. Oh, yeah. what's your first name? Uh, Ron. Ron, welcome, man. What do you care about? Um, well, can you imagine army people go to the military? They like tough, right? They get Bin Laden and they come home and their wife beat them up. <laughs> 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 Isn't that interesting? But what do you care about? Um, I'd say, like, most of all, probably most of all, my family, like my mother, my, my father, my sister, um, my niece, um, people closest to me, um, myself. You know, I try to uh, have a lot of self-love. And um, that's pretty much it. I don't really have... Any question for me? Uh, no, sir. Oh, well, yeah, actually one. Okay. Um, so I've been, been kind of thinking about this lately, but... Um, I was trying to look at, like, your stance on, like, uh, monogamy as far as, you know, how it's, it's 
in the Bible, you know, talks about, you know, but I really struggle with that because um, I would really like to be in a monogamous relationship, have a wife, um, but I feel like th- these days it's really hard to, and I think, like, not that it's hard to, but I look at, like, past relationships that I've had, and yeah. I've struggled with that being in the military, and relationships don't work out. Right. So I feel like I've built, like, a pattern, you know, of getting into a relationship and not being able to fully commit what I need to. Right. So my question is, how would I be able to, you know, maybe, I guess, start from scratch? You know, because I spent a lot of time out of a relationship for, like, a year trying to find myself and work, you know, work on myself. Yeah. Um, so now I'm in a position to where, like, I would really want that, but I've seen myself get in relationships and then not being able to fully, like, give 100% because I always feel like maybe, you know, something bad will happen, this or that. So, yeah, that's my question. Uh, number one, you got to overcome your mother. Mm. You have to forgive her for making women, causing you to make women become your god. And so when you forgive your mother for traumatizing you, being impatient or turning you away from your father, whatever she did to make you resent her. Oh, my mother is perfect. Like, me and my mother have an amazing relationship. That's the problem. <laughs> really? Yeah. How, how, how so? Because you are subject to her. She made you that way. You don't realize it. You and your mother should not be amazing. Really? All right? You need to get to see what did she do that you didn't like. Did she impose on you when you were growing up? Did she turn you away from your father, make you think that she was the victim? You need to get to know yourself so you can see what that is. And then you need to go to her and forgive her. Don't ask for forgiveness, but forgive her for what she did. And then love your father by forgiving him for not being there to protect you from her. He couldn't help it. And then once you do that, God would change your nature and he will reverse the role where the woman, you're over the woman, the woman not over you. So when you meet women, you'll be able to deal with them the way you should. Date them, and you'll see if this is my, you know, the woman I want to marry. You guys will get married, and it'll work out well. But as long as you think your mother is your whatever, they're going to they're gonna have you running down the road. Yeah. You got to forgive your mother and turn back to your father. You don't have your, you have your mother's identity and not your father's identity. You need God's identity. And when you return to your earthly father through him, you will love God. You will naturally love God. Then you can be yourself. Then you can do it because there's God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. But you must be born again. So that role needs to reverse. And it's not going to happen until you forgive your mother. And so when you meet a woman, you won't have to struggle with the sex thing. You'll be able to be right because she's not your God. Hmm. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a little confusing, but I mean. What's confusing about it? I uh, just, I mean, I don't know. I, I would probably have to, like, talk with you more and, like, okay. maybe watch more videos. Like, yeah, we can talking talk. About. You live here in L.A.? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I, me and my mother have a really great relationship. I don't feel like she's always let me make up my own mind. She's never tried to subjugate me. Me and my father have a good relationship as well. Well, take know? a look and see what it is that caused you to become angry. Mm. I don't really feel ang- angry, though, Yeah. About as far as relationship. I just have a, a problem with, I think it is... Um, Maybe it's past relationships I've been in, you know. Well, maybe you resent the past relationship. Yeah. You blame them or something. But you need yeah. to see what it is. And whatever it is, you need to let it go. Forgive. Mm. So that God can forgive you. Mm. All right? Because it wasn't the lady's fault that you were weak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So something made you weak. Mm-hmm. 
And I can almost guarantee you it happened in the home first. Mm. Because men don't normally think that mama is wonderful until they, unless they're subject to mama. Yeah. Have you ever told your mother the truth about herself that she was wrong? Oh, of course. How did she handle that? She takes it well. How did she handle it? She took it well. I mean, we talk. Um, we're very open. Me and my mom have an open relationship. We talk um, a lot, and we always express our feelings. Like she'll tell me if like I'm doing things the wrong way or the right way, and I'll, I'll do the same with her. Oh, don't be telling your mama your feelings. Mm. A man should never tell a woman his weakness. Yeah. If anything, if you were close to your father and he had logic, you should be talking to him about it. Mm. If you got to talk to him. But don't ever tell your mother because she goes, oh, baby, that's right. Mm. No, don't she do doesn't this. do that. <laughs> <laughs> but just again, we'll talk, though, all right? Okay, sounds but, good. Uh, you you got to overcome that anger with something. Mm. Something happened and you don't realize it. Mm. I'm very interested in, in t- talking with you sometimes. Okay. And, uh, and, once you, and, and, and don't, don't want for a wife. Mm. You only want to see the, the kingdom of God first and his right way, mm. and everything will be added. He will add the right woman in your life or the right man for the, woman, the, the ladies, and it will work out fine. But if you look for one, you're going to find Satan's children. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think that's <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So yeah. only seek the kingdom. Don't seek anything else. That makes Great. sense? Yeah, makes total oh, okay. sense. Yeah, thank All you. All right. Well, hold on after me. We'll talk for a few minutes. Okay, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's it, is this your first time? Yes. What's the point? What do you care about? Uh, you know, it's funny. Everyone was answering that. And I was like, what do I care about? Um, I don't really feel personally attached to anything, really. I mean, like, I mean, I care about my family, certainly, but... I understand this, this plane is different, right? Uh, Why do you think you care about your family? Because I'm human, so You're I... You're human? Yeah. What does that mean? I feel, right? I feel I exist in this plane. I exist physically here, so it's hard to... Or it can be hard to remove yourself from what you have here, what you are here, at least what you conceive or see. Um, How old are you? I'm 26. Oh, Okay. You're 26? You look yeah. much younger, man. I get that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's the earrings. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> but, you know. Um, I knew I shouldn't have worn them, too. I was like, it's probably going to come. Yeah, yeah. You knew you should have worn them? Yeah. Why did you put them on? What'd you like? Oh, I'm uh, going to church. You know, it's actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pretty for the red. Yeah. <laughs> Were you feeling pretty while you were putting them on? No, not, honestly, no, I don't, it's, no, but I'll, I'll probably watch myself more when I'm putting them right. on. Yes, yeah. Watch when you put them on, you're going to feel a little tingling going on. <laughs> and then you're going to go, my hair fine. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, any question? This is your first time, right? It is my first time. Any question yes. about anything? Um, or anything you disagree with? No, I don't think I disagree with anything that you've said. Um, it's my first time, so really I'm just here to listen, oh, okay. take it in. I just want to um, let the experience kind of just happen. Have you gone and forgiven your mother yet? I have. Yes. You, you haven't? No, I have. And how did they go? Uh, it was a little contentious, yeah. I mean, not, I don't think from my end. Right. She, she's just emotional. Right. And so this was like maybe two years ago. Uh, it happened because I took this trip with my father. He took me through Mexico. It literally took me through, like, where he was born, where he grew up, et cetera, et cetera, and... Uh, 
I wasn't in a good place in my life. I don't think I was ready to admit it or like realize it. Yeah. But as I'm going through, there was maybe like 10 days. I, I realized that and I, I knew I was angry, right? Um, so when I had that conversation with her uh, why I was angry, she, she's like, why are you blaming me? Like type, and it, it wasn't like I was trying to blame her. I was just, hey, like, I understand. Like, right on. You, yeah. you, you know, what you did, I didn't like. It hurt, et cetera. Um, she didn't really get it. You yeah, know, at fine. first she was just upset, honestly, yeah. because I have, I had, until I had gotten to that point, I've never had a conversation like that with her. Um, I, I was of the premise that it wasn't my place, you know, like things happened, but you know, after that, I just felt the need to like express to her, Hey, like, it's okay that you left. It's okay. You did this, this or that. Like, I get it. Yeah. Um, and even before that, my relationship with my father was getting a lot better. Um, you know, just, just learning how to be a man, right? Or, like, understanding what it is to be a man. And, yeah. Uh, so um, you're close to your father now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't worry. The earrings will come off soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many pairs of earrings do you have? Only two. Yeah. You have two pairs? Oh, shit, no. These are the only pairs I have. Yeah. You oh. said, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Millennials. Just, just these two. <laughs> no, Man, these are literally, yeah. Cursing is like a second language to them. You know how the Bible is the first language for the Christian? Cursing is the second language for the millennial, right? Yeah, I, I, I really, the last couple, I would say the last like two years, I've really made it a point to um, just remove profanity. I, I think, you know, I read, I try to, you yeah, know, I, I don't need to speak. Like, right, now. right, right, of course, right? You know, it slips out, of course. Yeah, you you'll know. be fine. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, you know, I definitely, I I don't know if it's realistic to be completely impeccable with your word, but I think if you, I think I really like what you said about just taking your step back and, you know, breathing, and you can say the right thing. You yeah. don't have to say immediately what, what's there. That's right. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. Thank you for having All me. All right. I got to ask, in the back right here, with the Hitler shirt on. <laughs> That's me? Hitler! <laughs> So, I, I may be wrong, so I, I think you were on Twitter somewhere yelling at somebody and you called him a little, oh, you act like your mama or something? Yeah, yeah so he acted like, like his mama. You told some guy you act like his mama? Yeah. And did you go, Joel get you for that? Uh, he said I was, I was being sour and I said I don't see it. Oh, why did you tell the guy he was acting like his mama? He seemed reasonable, he was wrong when he was saying, but he was just disagreeing. No, he Why was, did you have to come he back with you? Like your mama. By, uh, making up arguments that we weren't discussing. To the microphone. If we were talking about one thing, he would say, "Why well, I never said this? It's like, that wasn't even something we we're talking about. So he's just going off on a tangent, not stay on topic. Oh. Did, uh, so were you surprised when Joel said, told you to shut up? No, Joel's a little beta. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's not the way it was, right? What was it like, Joe? What was it that made you contact him? I mean, it wasn't like this huge thing. No, I mean, there's sometimes where, you know, people conversate on Instagram and they, they go and, you know, it's a battle opposed to just saying what's right or wrong. So to me, it seemed like it was just a battle opposed to just conversating. That makes sense? No. But I don't think it was a big thing. See, see, the thing is, I don't think it was a big thing that had to be said. No. Oh, I should have mentioned it here. No. <laughs> Too late. 
So now y'all gonna be rolling eyes on each other? No, no, not me. You still like him? Of course. You like him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, let me do this. So what I care about is nothing. I care about nothing. And um, I didn't know I didn't care. I don't know when that left me, because I used to care, too. My family and all them, even though I didn't like them. <laughs> I used to think, uh, you know, but I don't know when I stopped caring. And the way I found out that I had stopped is that uh, I was at the gym the other, the other day when I asked a question, and a black guy saw me there, a young black guy, and he said, hey, Jesse, the man that don't care. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. I don't remember not caring, so I went over and asked him, well, what do you care about? And he named his mama and everybody, right? And I'm like, wow, I'm going to have to make that a biblical question. What do you care about? You know, caring is emotional. It's not real love. And so you're not supposed, don't try to make yourself not care, though, all right? But it's a spirit that will be taken away from you. But you're not supposed to care about anything because it, it's emotional. God doesn't care. He loves. Because if he cared, he wouldn't let you fall off the bridge. But he'll let you fall off the bridge because he's not emotional about it. But he loves you enough to warn you that you're about to fall off the bridge. And if you decide, you know what, I'm going to fall off anyway, he's like, okay, go fall. Right? And so we're not supposed to care about anything. It's emotional. It's worldly. It's not the way men and women who have been born again should be. You're supposed to love, and love conquers all. All right, that makes sense. Care makes you, you would be controlled if you cared about something or somebody. But if you love them with God's love, you're not controlled. That makes sense a little bit? It's an emotional state. It's in that fallen state. Yes, sir. Yeah, so, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one minute. This is your first time here, too? Uh, second. Oh, okay. So in the professional world, um, is there a difference between being passionate, say, about your work and loving your work? In the professional world? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be passionate. No passion. Just be a, be grateful. <clears throat> Let's say you, you have a job, you make computers, you create computers. You should be grateful that you know how to do that and that you have the opportunity to do it. And you're showing God that you're grateful. And you're also showing the people who gave you the opportunity to do it that you're grateful. But if you're passionate, one day you're not going to feel that passion and you, won't want, you wouldn't like the job anymore. Mm. But if you're grateful... You'll go from one job to another with the same attitude. You're grateful for the opportunity. And what about loving your job? Is that same Well, gratefulness thing? is love. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's not that emotional love. Gotcha. I used to have a janitorial service, and I used to clean toilet. You ever clean a toilet? Yeah. At work? Oh, not at work, no. You don't want to. But I was grateful. I'm like, wow, this is cool. I'm cleaning toilets. It was so, because I, I was my own business at the time, and I would, couldn't believe I had it. And I was grateful for it. And one thing, so I have the same attitude now that I had when I had that company. Nothing changed. And you should treat every job like it's your own business. Treat that person's company the way you would treat your own. It's so amazing. It's the attitude. But don't be passionate. That's a woman's thing. Yeah, because everyone, are, you know, they always told me you need to be passionate about yeah, this. Yeah, Oprah's like, wanted. what are you passionate about? Yeah. How about yeah. nothing, Oprah? Yeah. <laughs> You told Harpo to beat me. That's why her daddy, her brother, her cousin, her uncle, everybody beat her. She was so passionate. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, no, don't be passionate. All right? 
uh, I got to end. James doing this. End it. End it. So, uh, oh, yeah, Irma's had his hand. That's last word. Nobody else saying. So I think I understand what you're saying about uh, caring. But I think when you're in the fallen state, the closest thing you have to love is to care. So I think for, if you're in a fallen state and you say don't care, that could be a little confusing. Because care is the closest thing that you have when you don't have love. Care is the closest thing. But people who say they care, they don't care. They well, you only can care, care about, about how you... you're pleasing them. Right. But the moment you go against what they want and what they say, they don't care no more. Right. But I mean, you should care about like how you do your job or, you know, like no, how you... you should be grateful. Because if you cared about how you do your job and you think you did a good job and the boss come in and say, oh, that's horrible. All the caring out the window. You know, you're mad at him because you put all your cares into it. Yeah, I think I understand what you're saying, but it could be but, a little confusing, I think. In what way? Because you say don't care. And if you, you know, if, you, if that's all you have, then, like, that's kind of a good thing. But when you let the care go, uh-huh. it'll be taken away from you anyway once you're born again. Right. The only thing that's left is God's love, perfect love. Not mama's love, but God's love. But people who care are some mean, nasty people. That's you ever a- did care on somebody and they went off on you? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'll rest my case. All right. Anyway, we are out of time. I just got to end it. Um, I advise you, uh, uh, do the silent prayer. Do what you want, but I recommend so you can come out of your imagination. And you will see it's nothing like what you think. Silentprayer.video. We are having a men's forum this Saturday. at I mean, this Thursday at um, 7 o'clock, right? 7 o'clock. And what else? Oh, the building fund. We got to get out here the end of December, so they said, right? So we're raising the money, so we still need your support for that. Uh, anything else, James? I asked James, what did he care about? You guys know who James is, right? The hate report guy? I'm like, James, what do you care about? I cast all my cares upon the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> he cast all his cares upon the Lord. But so uh, thank you all for your support. I'm totally way over time, but thank you for tuning in. And thank you all, too, for coming in. We had a good time today. I appreciate it. All right. Amazing. Amazing.